This is the Post America Podcast. That's right, motherfucker. What the fuck you know about podcasting? This is our shit. Post America. Macho Black, Richie Crutch, Chrissy the Baboon. Post America Podcast, son. Download that shit, motherfucker. Chris, you did it. That took a while. That took longer some, than usual. Some gnashing of teeth, but we're there. You're out of practice. I am. What episode is this? Ooh. Episode 10 million. You got it? No, I don't know yet. Let me see. Probably somewhere around 90. 90. 90. Uh, the last one we did was 90, so this is 91. 91. Damn. Episode 91, son. Have you considered episode... 100 like no. should we do something really cool for episode if we 100? just if i just said 105 episode 105 right now i wouldn't even have known like 100 didn't come yet i know it's coming because uh-huh. i always make the things you know what i mean so i, oh, I like true, yeah. i'm aware of that track. It's, it's looming what can we do have a party make a cake post <laughs> yeah let's cake. do like a live one like a party like wow. a pump, pump, uh, party vibe you know some live, some dancers. people at it, dancers. Gotta have some people come Chris, around. you know any, some, any burlesque uh, some dancers? EDM. Some flappers. <laughs> Chris would know like the 1920, like uh, what do you call those? Flapper. Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. my darling. <laughs> like the ones that, that you know, like do the can-can, like yeah. those kind of dancers. Rockettes. <laughs> yeah, rockettes, yeah. Wow. I guess at one time that was like a sexy thing, like rockettes, right? <laughs> Imagine dudes watching rockettes and getting a hard on over that. <laughs> Like what a lame time yeah, to but live. If you never, yeah, but think about how the the most you could ever see on the street or whatever. Yeah. Just you know, what I mean, like the sexiest thing you would see is a woman's ankle or yeah. wrist. You know, you've got to see her bicep. Oh my god! Yo, they said back then that tape tablecloths were made to cover up the legs of a table so dudes wouldn't get excited. So they weren't start. Man, did you ever hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's crazy. What kind of world is that to live in? It's just insane. You know what? It's like cultures where people wear no clothes ever, you know, yeah, yeah. and they just don't get excited by yeah. like the naked form, yeah. you know. That's kind of that's, that's lame we're, too. We're headed like, there now. I know. It's like now I mean, pushing the envelope like farther and farther and getting more and more like yeah. farther like, from that 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 nineteen twenties morality, you know. Porn is ruining children yeah it's too accessible and it's extreme ruining adults too yeah it's like, yeah but i mean adults had a time where that stuff wasn't <clears throat> normal it wasn't a normal thing but now this extreme porn is just normal porn to eight nine ten eleven twelve year olds who are, who are watching this mm-hmm. crazy yeah i mean just there's a lot of shit that is that's you step away from it and Go back to it, and it looks insane. So yeah. I stepped away from social media for a couple months, and then I came back to social media, and I'm on it, and I'm like, wow, this is a colossal waste of time. Most of the time, you're on it. You're just like looking for something, but there's no that something isn't real. You just you keep scrolling and scrolling oh, and scrolling, almost like- and you're looking for something, yeah. but. There's nothing at the to end me, of that rainbow. It's like I mean, an infinity pool. Yeah, you're just fucking scrolling, and you're not going to find any To me, it's like the nice satisfaction on a couch it. with old school TV. 
mm-hmm. and you just got like 21 channels and you're just going up and down yeah and up and down you stop at an infomercial for two three minutes yeah you go up welcome back carter for 11 minutes yeah all down. that episode of seinfeld yeah let me see that for a second. that's like what it is to me but it, it is comes in handy on a commute it's handy it's definitely useful it's definitely a handy tool but the the addiction aspect mm-hmm. of it is real and oh yeah man it's instagram it's said they're gonna get rid of, of time. likes that's really? going to bug people out. Dude. Totally. If they do that, people are going to not know what to do. They're and not going to use Instagram. People they make can't money validate themselves. Well, some people, it's their livelihood. Yeah. So if they can't prove they're getting you know 20,000 likes, who's going to pay them? Yeah, that's true. Huh? And then they're, they're worthless. Yeah. <laughs> you had a oh skill. My God. You had a skill. Your skill was getting likes. But I mean, what is, skill. What oh is uh, Jennifer Aniston on Friends? Like, what is... It's they entertain us just like this guy on Instagram somehow entertains us. Yeah, you know it's has some value. It's some value to somebody. I think the value in those type of people and like fitness models, you yeah. know, even like like uh, <clears throat> the super fit CrossFit chicks, you know. Yeah, that's that's the people that do like deadlifting t- videos and those weird things. tattoo artists on Instagram. Tattoo artists, but if they get a shitload of likes, mm-hmm. now they have. Of value to advertisers or influencers, I think they yeah. they call them influencers. So people will pay them to to uh, influence the way people think about sometimes clothing so it, or whatever. Yeah, it could be hard though sometimes to translate that into real world things. Do you know what I'm saying, Chris? Well, look at just this. Tell you about my influence. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna Beyonce. Okay. Yeah. On Instagram. 133 million followers okay she puts up a picture of her with a purse on this particular picture there's over 5 million likes 51,000 comments there's no value here for whoever made this purse there's no incentive oh that's a real world value for sure yeah I mean it's it's a thing it's a thing Chris don't mock it all right Chris is mad because when he puts up the archaeological things, like he gets like one or two people. Like, oh, I don't. It's I, always me. I do. I feel, it's like I three people. It's like two people. It's like two friends. <laughs> I always try to chime oh, in. Oh, this guy again. I used to try to chime in with like confusing comments, but his friends bit at first and then he told these, ignore me now. Yeah. They figured you out. I, I used like, to troll everybody, like, but it's hard. It's getting harder and harder. I like when you put up nerdy stuff like that, Chris. Yeah, I like it too. I like to send you stuff, right? I'll send you articles. You every do, now and you then. do. Like, have you seen this? And he's probably in his house, like, yeah, I've seen it. But when he puts up political like, stuff, no, Joe. he responds, "No, I haven't seen that." Thanks. When he puts up political stuff and people respond critical of it, he never fires back, though. Never. No, I like to put his stuff on there. I like to watch people just argue on the feed. I do. But like, chime in. Nah, it's no fun then. No fun then. That's the only. That's the only fun there is. Jeez, I argue all day on that thing. I love it. Yo, my own aunt cut me off and blocked me. <laughs> really? On uh, Facebook, yeah. Ah, what'd you say? What did you do? I didn't say anything. She posted this thing that Donald Trump is God. God is in the White House. We have to make sure he stays there next election. And I said, "Why? Like Donald Trump is God? That sounds crazy to me." And then she replied with something. I was like. You know, and I was like, well, that's not what you said. You said he's God, blah, blah, blah. And then I get a thing that she replied. I look. I don't see anything. I'm like, what the hell's going on? It's going to work. She blocked my whole thing. Wow. Then I came to see she exists. Damn. 
You pushed her too far, Richard. But I'm saying what? That the president isn't God got her offended? If she wants to think he's God, then she's an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Like, if you want to think a human being is God, yeah, and you're ridiculous. a damn fool. You're foolish for believing in God in the first place, and then you're a real fool for thinking it happens to be Donald Trump. All of a sudden, you realize that him at 75 years old, he's God? Jeez, took a while. You know what I mean? This guy's been around forever. Now you think he's God? He does kind of act like the biblical God. <sighs> in the Bible, who does he Taking act like? whatever he wants, crushing people. If he's he was a character in the whatever. Bible, who would he be? He could be God. No. Yeah, the old school, Old Testament God. That's Yeah. Yeah, he's very vindictive, very self-conscious. He's very like a... Okay, Old Testament God. God is a jealous God, you know. You have no other gods above me. He's very... Okay, because, yeah, when you say God, I'm thinking like kind, washing somebody's feet. No, 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 no. So you're saying an old school Jewish God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The God of the Hebrews. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he could be like that. Killed the first... And he he just said he was king of the Jews, didn't he? Not too long ago. Did he really? Something like that. Yeah, it was something. Well, he's always saying there's no better friend to Israel than Donald Trump. Yeah. I love the Jews. Dude, that's crazy. But yeah, she disowned me. You believe that? That is crazy, man. That's wild. Mother F. You know, that's funny that Donald Trump said, uh, what did he say? There's no, uh, there's been no bigger witch hunt in the history. Yeah, he just, we just heard (laughs) him saying that. The United States. Yeah. And the first thing that popped in my head is the Salem witch trials. Yeah. He said, there's been no bigger witch hunt than the one against me in the history of the United States. Yeah. Meanwhile, people are actually being burned alive. For being witches. Yeah. But you, <laughs> oh, it's you. So and, and meanwhile, he's the president <clears throat> with the most power and authority, in that, but he's the witch that they're hunting. He's, yeah. o- he's always perpetually the victim. No matter. He, yo, he's, unfair. He's good at making a person with the most power seem like a rebel. Like yeah, very good. Yes, he's somehow a rebel. I'm alone up here. I'm rebellious. Everybody's out to get this rebel. All the people with power are out to get me. People with power. You're the pe- person with power. You knucklehead. Yo, he he does have a way of spinning it that somehow he's always the one being Suck wrong. Leave that. Suck always leave that. He's always well, getting I, the short end of the stick. Somehow, if you're half a retard, you're gonna go for it because people are out to get him at this point. But he's like the dick. Like you would, if you knew him personally, you'd be out to get him. Yeah. If he was just a friend in your crew, you'd be like, "Ooh, if once he turns around, we're gonna urinate in his Gatorade." <laughs> like he oh, would man. be out to get him because he's such a dick. You know what I mean? So there are people out to get him, and people. Some people will wait for legitimate reasons to get him, and some will just do whatever it takes to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know if this uh, impeachment thing is a somebody waiting and biding their time, and now it's time to strike. Or if there's something else behind it. It's going to be the same thing. His followers are going to see a person and they're going to say, wow, they're trying to get him again. It's This is fake. This is fake news. This is not real. They're trying so hard. They must be trying to hide something because he's trying to bring good to us, blah, blah. They have this fantasy about him. So it's going to be the same thing. He's, his base is going to get more. Like, nobody's going to be like, you know what? I liked him for a long time, but this is the final straw with him. I'm dumb. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to get behind him harder and harder and harder. And meanwhile, the Democrats have absolutely nobody except a bunch of clowns to run against this mega clown. It's a very, very, very poor field. So they got, they got unpopular clowns that are trying to prepare to run against a super popular clown. It's going to be rough. I, don't, I see him winning again. 
it, right now I think he'd win. Me too. I think he'd he's gonna you know <clears throat> he's gonna be hard to debate. You know, he, even even when he's mired down in scandal, like he has that uncanny ability to flip it onto the other person or to say fake news or his one-liners or, you know, change drastically, never answer the question and, you know, murky everything up. He has, that's a skill he has. It's his murky, muddy waters, change it, deflect. Yeah. Well, ladies he's master at it. You know, who knows you're, when You're it's, pretty good at that skill too, Chris. I yeah. can sometimes, right? Well, he, no. doesn't, he doesn't put it on anybody else though. He just doesn't answer. Yeah. I, an yeah. ambiguous answer. Then that's art too. Yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe. It yeah. could be, perhaps. But you're, not, but you're not giving anybody else fuel to look somewhere else. That's what he does. Yeah. He's giving fuel. Yeah. But I don't know when this podcast is going to be out, but the thing that just went down is that Ukrainian phone call. And straight up, he broke the law. That was the law. The law says that there's campaign laws. You can't ask a foreign entity for anything of value. Monetarily or information-wise. Yeah, just It says a thing of value. And an investigation against someone that's the front runner in the competition against him, an investigation against that person would be a thing of value, if you ask me. But, you know, that's the way it is. Who knows how other people will see it, you know. But, yeah, he definitely broke the law. But, I mean, this stuff's been going on, you know. What did, what was, you know, they were, the Democrats were investigating him while he was running for president before he became president. So what is that? You know what I mean? Let's be fair, Chris. What was that? Yeah, he did. It was his carousing huh? around with the different Russians, different kind of entities. Okay, so did they did they ask any foreign entities to help them investigate Donald Trump during the election? There was research done on him, of course, the Fusion GPS. Okay, so there you go. That's what I'm saying. But that's, that's fuel enough for his people to say that hey. is definitely fuel enough for them. But no, listen, he the trick now with the stuff is he has kind of a a history of doing kind of these kinds of things. I mean, the Mueller reports is full of him, you know, acting in a questionable way. Yeah. Now, whether you can nail him for it, he definitely has, he dips his toe in the pool of kind of, you know, crossing that line. And he's not afraid to when he just does it with, doesn't, with very little regard. Mm-hmm. So when you say, well, was he kind of pressuring the Ukrainians to get involved with this? You know, it's believable. Uh, according to the Ukrainian president, no, there's no pressure. You know, that's what he We'll said. see. Well, that's what he did say. He just he said did come out and said, "Yeah, I wasn't being forced by anybody." He did no. say that. Yeah, he, he said did. today, and he doesn't want to be part of America. But to politics. me, that the law states you just can't ask them that. Yeah, it's not. Proper. You don't have to feel pressure. Like you know, if you sleep with a thirteen-year-old girl and she wanted to, it that's not going to get you off the hook. Absolutely. She could be like, "But, but, Your Honor, I wanted to." The, the guy's still in trouble. Like what he did is illegal, whether the guy felt pressure yeah, 100%, 100%. or not. Yeah, hundred percent. You're not supposed to ask. A f- and why would you? If you're the president of the United States and you have all of this stuff at your fingertips, yeah, you have the entire justice you, department yeah. as a resource. And why I, do you send your personal crazy, attorney to do this? It makes no sense. He he was yeah. crooked. He did the wrong thing. But it's at this point the way the Democrats operate. They just they can never look. You know, the only thing that's good that they're doing is finally, finally. They mustered up enough strength to just have some oversight. And you got to try to hold people accountable with the executive branch. But it took them so long and just ran around with like chickens without heads. Do you mean the impeachment? Is that what you mean? Well, I would prefer them to just do their oversight. If they want to impeach him, that just seemed to be the only thing that ever rattled them. But they have to look. They have to investigate. But they've been like, the the Mueller investigation was years. Like, what are you talking about? They finally 
corralled enough balls to it. They've been investigating well, the guy for two well, years. To have him, well, listen, he does do some wacky shit. Yeah, and sure. And they just kind of sat there. Like, every listen, every subpoena they do, they pull, no one answers. Yeah, They're going true. back and forth. And that, what that does, though, not, not for Donald Trump, this in general, it highlights some weaknesses, structural weaknesses in the system at large. Totally. Like, look at Trump, whatever he's doing, and you're like, wow, that, how did, that's fucked up. How is I getting away with it? It's really bringing into a very sharp relief stuff, flaws in our system that you just didn't know what accounted for. And this guy's exploiting well, he's not those kind of gray areas. Where other people did cooperate in the past. Absolutely. If other people in, in government were subpoenaed in the past, they showed up. their president didn't say, don't go. And they didn't go. They just went. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, there's a new standard that's not too good. But I'm just saying, you saying, like, they finally corralled enough guts to invest. They've been investigating. They had a two-year Mueller investigation. But, you know, it's like, it, but it's, it never went out oversight. Never doing it in a very aggressive kind of way. Yeah, I guess. And I guess that's I mean, the kind of, it's a kind of very passive approach to things. You know, I, it's just weird. I, I think the way they handle it, I think, is very I mean, very it's, like, it's almost like chaos every week. Well, he's he's a chaotic dude. I mean, the, there's always a new scandal, yeah, you know. But the answer against him is is chaos. I don't know. I don't see a passive resistance to Trump. I see a. I, I well, see I see an, them and the committee chairs. It's like they can't get on the same page. There's no real coordination. It just seems yeah, It inept. seems very amateurish when you're handling something like this, which yeah, should be that's really knocking out. Of that's the another park. reason they won't get any votes. They're just an 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 up team. What do you think about these? <clears throat> I just got this alert that says an anonymous whistleblower agrees to testif- testify mm-hmm. as long as they get appropriate clearances to attend a hearing. Yeah, that's going to be the dude was going to do today and tomorrow I think he's going to whistle whoever the person the whistleblower is. Well, his his statement is out for people in the government to see but it didn't go public yet. People are looking at it. Imagine this was my one theory that this whistleblower is one of his own guys. Somebody in the cabinet. And they said, "Listen, Say you heard Donald Trump say this. Say you heard Donald Trump say that. Let them go bananas. And then when it comes out, there's nothing. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. And he looks like a hero. Teflon he does. Don again. No, you know what? His people, to his flock he, of people who chant every word, build a wall. Like and he looks like a god to them. He, he does look glowing. like a god to them. He's going to levitate before And then the it makes him, it adds a ton of validity. Any, any type of oversight, looking at what he's into, is just a witch hunt. Yeah. Plus, I'm good as gold. They're going to say, remember the Ukrainian thing? Exactly. That could be. Could it, be. I, you listen. Is he smart enough to do that? I don't know. You don't. You, you listen. You can't put anything by the guy. He could blunder into something like, you know, you never know. But think about that, though. If that, that was the case, he said, then he, all oh, the deep state, you know, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That could be crazy, man. Post-America, that the name we came up with is so true. This America is not the same. It has not been the same. For many years now. And uh, today is Zach Barone's birthday. Happy birthday, hey. little Zachy. Now, let's see. I got Young you, Zach. You know, I got uh, some uh, questions. Okay. Here we got One question is from Zach. Zach says, who is a, f- a better, funnier frontman? Between Paul Bearer of Sheer Terror or Jimmy Gestapo of Murphy's Law. Ooh. Mm. Two classics. Huh. Ah. Chris is like, who are they? What is hardcore? What <laughs> oh is my front God. Man? I think that Jimmy is more of a 
<clears throat> like an accessible humor of just like being goofy and being a clown. You know what I mean? Just being like funny. Yeah. Paul's more of a, you got to like put some effort into it and hear what he's saying. Yeah. Because he says a lot of stuff that's not funny. And then all, all of a sudden it, woven into it will be something really funny at the end. You know, <laughs> he had like a eight minute joke last time I saw him in Chicago. And it was, it was real, I I thought it was really funny. You know, yeah. So you know what I'm saying? It's like it, yeah. you have to work to get the funny out of his stuff. Yeah. Jimmy's more just like entertaining to watch yeah, and yeah. funny that way, you know? Yeah, he's on the cuff. Yeah. He's like yeah. an old school guy winging it, doing crowd work. Yeah. Hey, funny hat over there, you. And, you know, Paul Bear, he's got like a bit. <laughs> he's got like a bit. He does his bit. Funny hat. Funny hat over there, you. <laughs> Chris, you got an opinion on that? The Jimmy Gestapo, the Paulie B. Yeah, I, I I think you have to really follow Paul Bearer. You know, what like is you your said. preference as far as a funnier frontman? Of my own personal style, yeah. I like Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Okay, I'll go Paulie B. Oh. Okay. Hey, here's one. Do you think uh, this is from Chris P. Ten thirteen? He says. Do you think a hardcore band can be made up of suburban happy kids, or is it better when they're angry from the streets? Do I think they can? I think that's 98% (laughs) of the the scene today. Yeah, absolutely. So they definitely can, but do I think they... I I prefer the angry, fat ones from the street. (laughs) (laughs) What? You know, usually they're like fatter, angrier. Fatter. Is there a correlation between those two things? That adds to the anger. Yeah, Uh, I'd prefer a a someone like some kind of sort of like a poorish kind of you know upbringing <laughs> uh more lawless you know what i mean yeah maybe a drug addiction in the mix maybe a, a you know a well couple, here's a couple felonies i think it comes down to when somebody's singing about painful things you want it to f- sound authentic yeah so if somebody's gonna sing hardcore angry music i want it to yeah. be authentic i want them to be from a place where they they understand anger they understand yeah. you know loss and, and nowadays uh, what are these upper middle class white bread suburban nerds singing about they're singing about how they're hurt and they're broken and they're nothing and they're dying inside, and life is against them, and the world is falling down, and I'm dust, and I'm nothing. That's what they're singing about. Yeah, strange. And then the show's over, and they're smiling, and they're trying on pink merch shirts, and chasing girls around, and getting online, and, you know, it's it's bullshit. Yeah. And I don't like bullshit, all right? So enough with this metalcore crap. Where's the real shit? Next. Hmm, Oh, wait, next. did you answer the guy? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of just piggybacked on what you said. Yeah, there's some good, there's good hardcore that comes from the suburbs. A lot definitely, of it sounds good. But listen. there's a lot of good sounding hardcore yeah. and good lyrics and everything from the, but I think for the most part, the stuff that we came up on, right, like, is from the streets. That was why. Yeah. It yeah, it was, was the sound of the street. That man. was why it was authentic. That's the sound that we all are striving to to tap into when we play hardcore music. We're trying to tap into that vein. Would the 16-year-old Mad Joe Black get into the hardcore scene if you were 16 years old right now? If, yeah, if I was raised the same way, I might. I might. Really? Just be, just because if you were the, raised the same way. Just because, If I was raised the same way as I 
was. I think you, know you would have never came across it in today's world. I think the reason I came across it was just kind of by accident, just because of uh, the the people I was hanging people out like with. you were attracted the, to it. The people that I met when I came into it mm-hmm. is the reason I stayed in it. Yeah, but the you people know? you meet now at sixteen wouldn't be the of that. It'd be ilk. very different. Yeah, very you different. Know? I don't know if I could find that same like family vibe that I felt when I when I first started coming to shows. It's, I definitely would would be attracted to it, but I don't know what these kids. I don't know if they have that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to be a kid so far removed from that kind of hardcore. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're they're so far so much farther removed from it. That's you know twenty That's what I'm twenty five years ago like. It's weird to to think like, well, I got uh, Chromags tape from my friend, and it was ten years prior. It was already ten years old when you got it. Yeah, saying. it was yeah. ten years old when I got it, yeah. and I was like, man, this is so old. Oh my god, this is so old. Mm-hmm. Now these kids, do they when they hear Chromags, are they like excited when they first hear it? I was like, wow, this is or Are they like, is this like some doo-wops? Yeah. Or is it oldies to them? <laughs> like, to <laughs> me, when I heard Cro-Mags, I'm like, this is so... I love John Joseph, and this is not talking shit, and I, was, I, I stand behind this statement, and, and I say it with love. I said, this guy's voice is so weird and not good, but it's so cool at the same time. It was like how nothing I, you ever heard. Yeah, how can uh. I... I'm so obsessed with this the way he's saying these words, and but his voice is technically. I know it's not a good function. voice. Yeah, I know it's not good, but it's awesome. Yeah, not it's, good compared to what what you. Yeah, like a classic singer. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. For some reason, this thing is not like it's not like that. It doesn't sound like Hardcore that. But vocals I love are it. ridiculous. Yeah, they're ridiculous. It's insane. They now, br- death metal vocals are ridiculous, but there's a pattern they all follow. Yeah, hardcore there's no pattern, and they're really all over the place. And, and you really like put your you're putting your health on the line. Like you're really putting your throat on. Yeah, sure. Like you might ruin your voice forever. And some people are singing that should not be singers. They they you know what I mean? Like they can't speak after their shows. Oh, like yeah. They blow their voice yeah. out every time. There's it's it's like a weird kind of yeah way to now sing. how old is the age of quarrel now is that like 30 years old 35 years old that's uh what is that 80, when did it come out 80 what four 84 maybe 80, i don't know i think it's google 80, machine that 83 let me see you know a lot of dope shit came out in 86 yep a lot of great stuff 86 yeah that was a good that was a hot year yeah hot year for our people metal and hardcore. 86 age of quarrel there you go 86 so when i when i got this it was it was seven years old, yeah. and I in my head I'm like, oh my god, this is ancient. Mm-hmm. So now when a kid hears it, yeah, is it like listening to like your parents' music? Is it like some corny old person shit? Because yeah, when I listen to it, I still get excited. I'm like, it's oh great my album. god, this is badass. It sounds like the streets, the beats, the rhythms, the everything just sounds like the streets. Like, you can picture a dirty Lower East Side squat. You know what I mean? Like, it just sounds and like then a if time you're, if period. You're, and if you're not from there, but you hear 
You come into this world with nothing but yourself, and you leave this world with nothing but yourself. Doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. yeah. You say, that's true, that's me. John Joseph singing about me. And you mm. walk in, you could be walking in Nebraska woods mm-hmm. with a backpack on all alone, listening to it in your tape cassette Sony Walkman, and That's say the song's about and me. And that kid from the suburbs who hears it, and he says that too. That's and then right. he starts a band. He could ha- he could tap directly into that yeah. that energy source and have a great band and have great lyrics. Come into this because he world. gets it. So yes, I do think great hardcore can come from anywhere, but I prefer. <laughs> My hardcore. Yeah. It looks like you said, first though, if, if it's uh, maybe some well-off rich dudes, they can make dope records. Anybody can. But if you're fronting, whatever style it is, if you're the happy band and then you meet this motherfucker and he's a miserable prick, you're like, oh, man, what the fuck? This dude, man, I listen to his shit and like, I get all excited, pumped, but he's like, he's a piece of shit. He's like, that's not really him. With hardcore... You will be judged, yeah, because you're on the level just like everybody else. You're not you're not on a stage, and nobody saw you before the show. Nobody sees you after the show. They see you while you're up on the stage under the lights, and that's it. They don't know your personality. With hardcore, you will be judged. You're gonna get. You're gonna meet everybody after the show. Yeah. They're gonna know. They're gonna find out quickly whether if you're, you're if you're a fraud, you'll get run off at yeah. some point. So yeah, you could be a, a total. But the stuff I prefer is more, you know, tough shit. You know what I mean? I like that tough shit because I can relate. Because I'll knock you out. You look at me wrong, Chris. What's Chris looking at? <laughs> oh, you're reading the thing. Oh, my bad, my bad. I was I'm reading the thing, Rich. I'm reading the thing. Come on. He's looking at the computer. I thought he was looking at me because I'm glasses. I can't tell. <laughs> I was about to hit him. Next question. Chromags, baby. Oh, then we're gonna play a Chromag song this weekend. Yeah, we are. That's right. Uh, I got one from Drew Shedivy. That's a fake name. You're Frenchman. He said, favorite Chicago bands. Also, when will you be back in Chicago? We just played Chicago. He said he missed us there. The He wants us to play an all-ages Chicago show. Who's our homie, the, the Samoan dude? What was his oh, name? Dave Korea. The years ago, we used to go to Chicago more often than what we do now. What was his band? And there was this like Samoan dude. He was always hanging with us when we got there. And he knew we were from like the East Coast. So he don't know the distance, you know, from here to there. But he's like, have you ever been to Albany? And we're like, yeah, Albany, New York? Yeah. We said, yeah, we've been to Albany. <laughs> he says, go ahead and say what he said. He said, I was in Albany once <laughs> at a show. Boy, they have the most beautiful girls in the world in Albany, New York. <laughs> <laughs> Who ever said that about Albany? Albany. And then, yo, when he said that, was Chris Mahmood with us? I think so. Because for, it was to this day, Chris Mahmood is saying Albany wrong. Yeah. He's saying, uh, really? Yeah, I stuck think that dude influenced Chris was playing bass in Crutch at the time. <laughs> oh, that's great, man. It stuck on him and Chris it still says on him. Albany every time. <laughs> Albany? The fuck? <laughs> you know what? Chicago band. Chicago. Ooh, you know what? Uh, Pound for Pound. Remember Pound for Pound? We used to play a lot of shows with them. That was mm. a good Chicago band. I yeah. think they're I would call them a Chicago You know band. who's a, a hard band? It's a certain style might not, people might not like. It's Drowning. Who's putting out oh, something that's new. Right, yeah. Drowning. Fast and drown, Drowning reps Chicago. Yeah. Chicago hardcore, they don't really rep the city. 
Drowning reps the city. Yeah. You go to Chicago, metal's big, punk is bigger, and then hardcore's kind of like, oh, we don't... Yo, stand up for your city. It's Chicago. Drowning says Chicago. I like that. They Listen, say it. The first time we were going to play with Drowning, mm-hmm. I had seen a bunch of hype about them, and I seen advertisements. Was it in Europe? It was in Europe. Okay, yeah. And I admit... I was a little biased, and I said, I, in my head, I was already like, ah, I don't think I'm going to like this band. Uh-huh. And then I saw them play, and I liked them a lot. And then I met them after the show, and I really liked them. Kids are historian, they're, too. Yeah, they're cool. They're cool guys, and that's a cool band. Yeah. He has a cool voice to do it. Yeah. It's different. You know, and it's it's like, you know, it's it's generational. It's like what they came up on, and that's what they like, but it's I, I dig it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I like them. I like the I like Chicago as a city band wise though I like that band. Uh, this guy also says my four year old thinks Joe is a teddy bear and makes me play Wisdom and Chains for her to dance around the living room. Well, Joe's not a teddy bear; he's a killer. Three or four times a week before bed, he's a killer bear. So yeah, thanks for the uh, question. I hope that answers. We we told you two bands. Chris, you got any bands from Chicago that you're? Chris is like, what are you talking about? He don't know that shit. <laughs> shit. So, due for another Texas show. Yeah, that's not a question, but uh, I got some if you need some. What is a decade? Asks. What's the most dangerous situation you've ever been in on tour or otherwise? Hmm. Most dangerous situation, Richie. You're probably yours is probably nine nine eleven. That's not on tour though. It said or otherwise. Oh nine eleven. Uh, yeah, that was probably pretty dangerous. But I had some other ones that was more dangerous than that. Yeah, you, you know. put yourself in harm's way in nine eleven. I tried to save as many people as I could. <laughs> Don't make a joke of <laughs> no. it, Richie. How dare you? I didn't put myself on. How I was dare like, I happen to be there. I can't accept this hero stuff. Richie, I mean, you ran down there. We all saw it. But yeah, I uh, that. But in in a, you know in show wise, I was kidnapped. Let's not forget. That's true. That's very true. That was a crazy fucking thing, man. They came to kidnap the kid. They got Richie. Oh man, <laughs> yo, that I was like <laughs> the fucking hair on my neck stood up. Like the just the t- the tone of your voice changed. Oh, I couldn't. When I called you, I couldn't breathe. I know we told we we should just tell the story, I guess, because it was probably three years ago. That's how. Even though we got ninety podcasts, we've been doing this for years now. <laughs> One of the original <laughs> we average like eleven a year <laughs> podcasters. So we played a show in Columbus, Ohio. We a, no, we didn't. Not yet. We have a very faint. We had a show booked in Columbus, Ohio, and we drove out there overnight. Because we were going to stay at our friend Joey's house and he was going to tattoo everybody all day. That was the plan. Yeah. So we were going to plan on getting there in the morning, sleeping for a little bit, and then Joey was going to tattoo everybody all day long. Joey Knuckles. So we get there. Richie had never been there, but the rest of us had played a show out there once. And so we were familiar with his apartment and the complex and everything. So Richie didn't want to go in. He was already sleeping. I like to be alone. You know what I mean? So he wanted to just stay in the van and sleep. So the rest of us went into Joey's house and we're we're what chilling. wouldn't be people might think that sounds weird, but it wouldn't be abnormal. It's not that crazy, yeah. you know. Just, just so Richie stays in the van and the van is turned on and he's because it's freezing. It's freezing cold. It's February, yeah, and it was Columbus, Ohio, February. Columbus, it was easily three degrees. I think it was probably below zero, but I'll say I'll give it three degrees. To Did I even know that the van was on? 
You turned it on. Oh, I did? Yeah, to, oh. to stay warm. Okay. So Mistake number one. <laughs> yeah. So we go inside and we're chilling with Joey for a little bit and everybody just kind of crashes out because we had driven, you know, seven hours to get there. So I get, I'm just drifting off to sleep and <laughs> my phone was in my jacket and I was just laying on my jacket. So my, I, it started vibrating like right under my head, under my, my chin, you know, and I had considered just going to sleep and ignoring it and answering it when I got up. Wow. That would have sucked. <laughs> that thought went through my head and I was like, ah, let me check. So I answer the phone. It's Richie. And I think he's probably wondering which apartment we're in. He has to go to the bathroom or something. Have to you know? go cocky. So I said, yo, what's up? And he's like, yo, oh, ah, no, yo, chill, ah, chill, chill. Ah. I wasn't like that. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it was like, ah, ah. Like an out of breath kind of a sound. <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on? What's the matter? Yo, Chris, he's trying to play me out over here. <laughs> Man, crash. Kidnap. Crash what? and burn. <laughs> Dying slowly. So, Losing oxygen. I was like, Richie, slow down. He's like, I can't. The airbag. Dust in <laughs> Dust lungs. In lungs. Like he just couldn't couldn't get the words out, and he says, so "I pieced it together. Somebody took the van and and crashed it somewhere, and he hit the airbag, and he can't talk." And I said, "Where are you?" He said, "I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know I where, I know am. where I, was. I don't know." And so, because he'd never been here before, and he woke up with the van driving, swerving all over the road. So, I was frantic i don't know what my face looked like but everyone that was around me they could it was tell like you bugging yeah it was like five guys sleeping in joey's living room and <laughs> everybody could hear my voice change and my my move you know my my movements and i had i just put my shoes on and ran outside i didn't even explain it to anybody because i was in a panic now so i ran out to the street and the van was gone and people are slowly coming behind me with no shoes like you know like no jackets. I'm out there with my shoes untied. I had, I think I had like boots on. Like They're coming to the boots. rescue, baby. And I had no shirt on <laughs> or maybe like a wife beater or something like that. And I just re- started running down the street and I could see the van all the way at the end of this Joey street. And it was tilted all weird looking like a weird angle. You know, was it smoking? Was, I, well, I don't think it was smoking, but it just looked like, <laughs> so, like something, something looked off it. about yeah. it, you know? And, uh, so we ran down there. It was me, Nick Joker, Justin Scams. Nick was there? Shannon Holy Sharp, <clears throat> Tony Mercurio, and Big Show. Big Show Larson. And Joey Knuckles. Joey Knuckles. And Joey Knuckles came out of his house with an AK-47. Ready to rock, Ready baby. Ready to rock. <laughs> and so we ran down to the, to the van, and Richie was in the driver's seat just like fucked up like the when an airbag goes off it goes off hard especially when it goes off in your face yeah and it basically it threw you to the back of the van right like i got punched like the hardest punch i ever took it threw him like he hit it and he threw him from the front airbag all the way to the back of the mm-hmm. van and um and we had a dope van at the time too yeah, shannon pretty fucking paid sharp. for by shannon sharp so I feel bad about that the uh so you tell them what happened up to that point from your perspective. I didn't know where I was. 
I was way in the back because this thing had all captain's chairs and the very last seat in the back was like a flat one. It, it was laid down into a bed. Yeah, and I was laying on that sucker. So in between me and the front seat was the floor, two captain chairs, and then the driver's seats and passenger seat. So how did you wake up? I felt the van shaking around. I was like, what the hell's going on? I looked. I popped my head over the the captain the, the the captain's chair behind the driver's seat and I saw some dude driving. And I seen his eyes in the rear view with these beady little eyes, like crackhead eyes. And I was like, yo, yo. And he was like, he couldn't believe there was someone in there. He had no idea. And then he gunned it and I ran up the middle and I put my arm around his neck and the headrest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, he, I, there was no way again. You had him, him pinned to the, yeah. to the so it's chair. Like, it's like if this was the headrest, boom, and his head's right here. And I was just feeding him, bow, bow, punch him in the mouth. And I'm screaming, ah! And he's screaming, ah! He's like trying to go like this. You know what I mean? And whoa! And I'm like, holy shit. Boom, boom, boom. And he just went straight across the road. And you've seen that big embankment. We're yeah, lucky to go down. a big gorge with a creek at the bottom of and it. And then when we hit, I don't know what caused it, the guardrail or a tree or whatever, I was basically in the center, like going like this, boom. So I'm like, the captain chair, passenger chair, cone, cone, just feeding them the right, dong, dong. And the middle, that bag right in the middle just popped out, blasted me to the back of, the, of this van, it was like slow motion. This guy had all tools laid out. He was in there for a while. I seen like screwdrivers floating in the air. Like, whoa. I was like, oh, whoa, shit. That's crazy. You know, boom. And I hit the back. Crash. And it was like baby powder everywhere. And it was like in my face, in my eyes, my lungs. Then I seen this dude. He couldn't get out of his driver's side. And I'm in the back like holding my shit. I'm like, like wind knocked out of me. And he crawled over to the passenger side. And I'm like, yo, get back. Yo. I'm trying to yell at him. And he went out that, that door. And I crawled up to the front. And I like, like slid to the, to the passenger window. And I'm looking out. And I see him like scurrying away, holding his ribs. He was pretty fucked up looking too. And he's like just scurrying away. Oh, yo, yo, get back. I couldn't say nothing. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like it's like my my throat felt like completely dried out. You inhaled all that dust. Yeah. yeah, and then I got the like my chest was killing me. Then these weird people came to the side and like, "Yo, you all right?" And I'm like, "Yo, that motherfucker stole the van." Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. And then he just bounced. So I think they were with that dude, and they probably thought their man just crashed for no reason. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, I didn't know if I was right next to where I parked or 10 miles away. I had no idea. Yeah. So when I called you, you guys were out quick. And uh, I kind of explained where the guy was and people were trying to find him. But We were running through the woods. And it just started snowing. It had remember? just started snowing. And it was freezing cold. But at the time, we couldn't tell it was cold. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. we were adrenaline. like the adrenaline and like the anger. And, you know. Yeah. So we are running. I just remember saying, that way, that way. Yeah, scams had a brick. Yeah, he put on like a show. For yeah, me. he put on a nice little. He came running. <laughs> He's like Richie, Richie. Where, who, what, who done it? The van. And he, Richie, yo, he the stopped van. right by the where I was in the window, and he looked up in the air like, like what's that? Apocalypse now. 
Is that the the Vietnam movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget what he said. He screamed something. Oh, and he took a brick and he threw it right in the ground right in front of him. And the brick smashed. And then he just went running into the woods after the guy. I said, get him, get him. Yeah. I was like, he's crazy. <laughs> so show those, son. I told this story a bunch of times. And uh, so I, as I was running through the woods with my Timberland, my unlaced Timberlands. Joe had a medical condition. I'm running, running, running. And it's when you run for a long time on adrenaline. I kept running and at running. At some point, it just wears off. Yeah. And you're back in normal environment. Now I'm back and I'm completely exhausted because at the time I wasn't running at all. Yeah. And um, I wasn't in running condition, you know. So I ran on as much adrenaline as my adrenaline would carry me. And then I stopped and I felt. Like, I've never been so strong in my life. Like, if I flex yeah. my arms, I'm going to rip my skin open. Like, like my, a wolf ready for battle. Yeah, flexing. Like, I could just, like, up. do an incre- incredible hawk and my clothes is just going to bust right out. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I felt that powerful. <laughs> I wish you would have caught him then. And something, yeah, if I caught him, I would murder this dude. And, um, and something felt weird. It felt like there was something... Like stabbing me in the in my pants mm, area. That's weird. <laughs> Something stabbing me in the groin, <laughs> and I'm feeling. I'm it's like, what the feeling. fuck is that? It's weird. Like everything else feels so like, you know, like powerful, and then there's this weird like feeling like something's <laughs> down my pants or something. Like an emptiness. So <laughs> avoid, avoid. So what had happened <laughs> was. Through all this excitement and the cold and the adrenaline oh and the blood God. being in all my muscles or whatever, my dick turned into like a wine cork. <laughs> it what was like that? As, oh it was God. like hard as a rock, but it was like it was like going inside almost. And <laughs> it was like you could on? like knock on it. It was like solid. You need a doctor to do it. It was weird. And uh but when I got back to Joey's house, everything thawed <laughs> oh, out and went back to normal. Yeah. But at that moment in time, I paused in this parking lot of some apartment complex. I don't even know. It was like somewhere near Joey's house. And I just remember I paused and I felt it. And I was like, what is that? That's weird. Yeah. And then I moved on and with my the search continued. Yeah. And when we got back to Joey's, I just had it in the back of my head. I'm like, man. Just check on that when you get back. You know, that might be important. Wow. And, it, you know, everything insane. came back to normal. So, basically, the rest of your body took blood from every available It took source. everything that was, like, not needed at the time, and it just put it into my, wow. my lungs and my biceps and my my head. I was steaming. Like, there was steam coming off of me. I was so hot. So, it sucked all the blood out of your wiener. And your yeah. Wiener just got it was like, needed elsewhere at the like, moment. Like a cucumber to a pickle. Yeah. Like, like a grape a to a raisin. Pickle, Incredible. Like a grape to a raisin. That's Chris. There you go. That is something. Yeah, so that was uh that was one time. Yeah. That really? was a that was a dangerous situation for, for Richie. Imagine if we would have caught that guy though. If you guys would have dragged him back to the scene, we would have ended up in jail. Might be yeah, might not be we would have tortured this podcast right We would have tortured him. Yeah, threw him in that creek down there. Where we might have got away with it. Because who knows? You marry a secret for better or worse. Yeah, that was one time. That was a tour one. Yeah, that's a good one. I think that's the only one we need to tell. Mm-hmm. 
Non-incrimination. Appreciate the question. What is a decade? What do you mean, what is a decade? That was the person's name. Oh, oh, asked that question. oh like he just really don't know. Like, what kind of dummy is this? What band, Ogezra, O.G. Ezra, or Ogezra, <laughs> probably O.G. Ezra, says, what band introduced y'all to Straight Edge? And how do you feel about Edge Breakers? They should be executed on site. On site. On site. This is what we give them one chance. If they have a tattoo and they're not straight edge, they have 45 minutes to remove it. 45 minutes. If not. It starts now. If not, then we cut it off with a straight razor and we sew it to their forehead. Like uh, Inglorious Bastards. Like so, like the the women that you did that with, they wore an H or something. What was that? The a, uh, yeah, adulterous. Just so they know, everybody knows that's a sellout. How do you know he's a sellout? Look at a tattoo sewn to his forehead. The Scarlet X. You sell out rats. This life ain't for you. You can't handle this discipline. We're the last of the samurais. He said, "What band introduced you to Strange? Oh, 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 my bad. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I, rem- I, my, the first time I ever heard it was Minor Threat. Yeah, but I really like that, you know. I wasn't a huge Minor Threat fan. I thought it was cool. Uh, my brother had that tape when I was in uh, maybe sixth grade, something like that. I, I never really I liked straight edge bands because for the most part, they weren't very good. Just not my style. But Judge, the greatest straight edge band of all time and one of the greatest hardcore bands of all time. Judge did it for me. That was the real shit. And uh, respect Earth Crisis 100%. Musically, not usually my style. I like some songs, but it's more like a metalish kind of style. But uh, you got to give props to Carl from Earth Crisis, the real deal, 100%. Dude, they were like a cult. He's, and that group is responsible for... A lot of people staying out of trouble for a long time. And let's be honest, some people getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. Like some vegan activists back yeah. then influenced no, by. They were a cult, man. In yeah. the mid mid to late 90s, that was a cult. Yeah. And like they, they had, he was like a powerful person. Yeah. And and his rhetoric today, there's a lot of influential vegans that grew up on Earth Crisis. Mm-hmm. And they're still living that lifestyle. And they're in politics. They're in the food business. They're pushing the agenda to this day. That's one of the most influential hardcore bands ever, Earth Crisis. Got to always give them eternal props. Musically, though, attitude, what I could relate to, Judge was the one. Yeah, Judge sounded, had that like street sound. Judge just sounded like a dope-ass band, you know? Yeah. Chris? I feel it. It's coming Judge down. Judge and Youth of Today. I yeah, think Youth no. of Today first, yeah. Man. No, I never even knew you liked them. Wow. I back, have back uh, in the day, man, you know? Nice. People are gonna hate me for this. Well. I just never, ever, ever have been into youth as Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I just don't like the sound of it. And some people love the sound and they can't understand why. Same as I was just saying about John Joseph's voice where it's like it just sounds cool to me. I don't know why it's cool, but it's just cool. Some people have that thought about youth of today but i just never it just and, never clicked and you got to give those guys props to, to this day they're living that lifestyle and they're they're positive dudes they're in great shape yeah 
They push it. They play. They got tons of bands. They're members of that band are, are in Judge, of course, and you know, the singer of Judge played in that band. That you know, that was the that was like the second like you know, Minor Threat did their thing. Minor Threat gets a lot of props for a band that was around two years. Let's face it, too many props, but they started some and. Mm. The ones who reinvigorated that whole thing. That was definitely used it today. You know? Uh, is this guy straight edge who, who asked this question? I don't know. Because if you're not OG straight edge. Ezra. If you're not fucking straight edge, don't you ever mention those words. Oh, all right? God. <laughs> don't you mention those fucking sacred words. He said he would Mother love to F. hear a that is that feminine from Richie. Okay. Let's see. What's going on in the scene today? What's going on? In he the also world? well. He, let's do. You think about that, and he has one more question. Mm-hmm. This guy's really begin cranking him out. Also, he said, if y'all could pick one favorite MC, who would it be? I think we talked about this. Like a rapper? Time. Yeah, I think so. Mm. You know what? MC, who would it be? I'm gonna say my flavor of the day, Jizza from Wu Tang Clan. You always love the Jizza. Good choice. Good choice. I would. Uh, I always go with Nas. Because Nas is incredible. But he's very, as far as tonal, he's very one-dimensional when it comes to his tone. I'm going to say something that maybe people won't agree with. But I think he put in enough work and enough quality material. Vinny Paz. All right. I love it. To this day, still putting it out. Still putting it out. Still putting. And somehow, it's getting better. I can't say that about Nas, that it's just getting better. Shit is dope. He puts out some good stuff here and there, but his early records were the key. Classics. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't put out a classic joint like that right. in a long time. It's hard to keep getting better, man. It's, it's fucking, fucking hard. real hard, especially if you're doing one thing. Like, yeah. you know, and the, Vinny Paz is rapping. Nas is rapping. So they're doing one thing, but they're getting better and better. I can see them getting better to a point. Because, you know, when they're super young, a little goofy, maybe some stuff might infiltrate some goofiness. Then they get mature, boom, boom, real dynamic. Maybe this is the case for Eminem. Mm-hmm. And then kind of like, uh, like you got to be real wise when you're older, what you choose to say, how you choose to say it, because everything could be scrutinized. And with Eminem, old. as good as he is at rhyming, mm. it's, it goes over people's heads. It goes right over the head of his audience. Yeah. So the people who he's targeting are these like young kids, and the w- when he blew up, they were ready to hear that. that it was yeah. it was exciting, and people were into it. And now the kids are getting lazier. Well, I think, maybe I think a lot of his people that liked him turned on him because a lot he he was like almost his audience was almost like a lot of kid rock type people like loved Eminem, mm-hmm. and then when he became kind of left wing with his rhetoric. Those those hillbilly and white trash dudes, they kind of turned on him. As soon as he made that one thing against Trump, everybody's hating on him, you know. But if you know if Kid Rock jerks Trump off in the corner, everybody's praising him. So it's weird. But he had that fan base that I think kind of turned on him a little bit. He definitely didn't keep on getting young kids in the mix. Young Mm-mm. kids don't give a fuck about Eminem. Nah. He's yeah. respected by like the old yeah. DJs. No, he's really in clever. The game and the and the people who have radio shows and. Video blogs. If, and if, shit if you like that, sit but. and analyze what he's saying, impressive. But I can't take his voice. I don't like his voice in particular. Like his, Very you know what I mean? But uh, Chris, you got a favorite MC? Chris likes Schooly D from back in the day. 
I do like old school stuff like that, man. I, I feel Chris likes deep. real dirty sex. I like Thurston Howell the Third. Thurston Howell. I like yeah, Immortal Technique. Immortal Technique. Immortal Technique is nasty. Smart dude. Okay, Rishi, you got a uh, anything that's feminine you want to tell the people now about? Now that's feminine? Ooh, let's see. I don't know, man. I wish I was prepared with that one. I. Uh, You'll have to give it more for next time, then. I guess. Did you ever you notice like the trend of? Uh, I might have talked about this. The like internet bodybuilders, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we talked about that. Okay, one. that's yeah. then that's still it's very feminine. Like these guys, like deadlifting on a thirty second Instagram video over and over in that weird position they get in with their butt arched in the air. Like, dude, stop it, please. Lift on your own time. Lift in the darkness. Mind your business. Cover your body up. All right, show some restraint. There's a, uh, a an outfit that these dudes wear. I see them at my gym, and they have um, it's like a hoodie. So there, it's a, there's a hood, mm-hmm. but it's a tank top. Yeah. So it's cut all the way down to their waist, basically. Like so, you can see the whole rib cage. All like the eighty style, right? Yeah. But it has a huh. hood on it. Yeah. And they wear the hood over their head. It's the oh. weirdest thing ever. And those big giant bodybuilder pants it's like yeah. weird i thought it might be a leotard with only one strap and then they would lift gigantic triangular weights <laughs> oh that's real with the ball school. with the big giant big, ball. big balls at the end you know that wrestler batista batista yeah real jack yeah he's huge i saw him do an mma fight oh that's right yeah he yeah. does uh i think he's uh purple belt i believe jujitsu you know this guy is standing up i mean if he fought any of us standing up we would we would kill him he, I, you never saw somebody with worse hands yeah. that just eats punches. Like, <laughs> really? doesn't even know how to return a punch. That's crazy. Like, why he even would know. even do that. But then on the ground, he obviously knows some wrestling stuff and messes, you know. But this big, he was fighting this little fat dude. He's humongous, but this, this like shorter dude that's 300 pounds, real fat, was just lighting him up with the slowest hands you ever seen. And the guy was like blinking, like, you know, he, as soon as he gets hit, he's like this. Like, he didn't know what the fuck to do. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like, it was weird. So, how did, did he go to the ground? And Eventually, he, he just tackled the guy. Yeah. And then he started pounding him, and the, the guy, the fat guy, was just on the ground and couldn't even move his arms because, like, the guy's knees were on his arms. Mm-hmm. And then the ref stopped it. But while he was standing, you're like, wait a minute. Like, this guy yeah. don't even know how to throw a jab. I, I can't believe he would do that because he's, like, an actor and shit. Like, yeah. He gets paid with his I face. I props, you know, like, to any of these dudes that end up doing that because I assume they already make good money, but maybe I'm wrong. But does M- does low-level MMA in, uh, pay good money? Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He's oh, really? definitely yeah. making some money. Yeah, because does low-level MMA pay good? Like- no. No. And you pay... The the low-level MMA, you're getting so fucked up yeah. that you're no, anything you make is going straight to your Speaking medical Speaking of MMA, bills. November 2nd. What do you got? Diaz versus Masvidal. Because, <laughs> like, who are they? Explorers from Spain? What no, is that? they're not. They're <laughs> fucking current day people that are in MMA. Who's going to win, Joe? Diaz. Yeah? Yeah. That's my dude. I love Diaz, sure. But why do you think he'll win? Just heart. Just based on the, the, the not quitting. But aren't you like concerned Like when you hear him talk that like... It seems like every fight should be his last. Like he's almost like unable to talk. I know, but he's they're and, freaks. The and, two of them are freaks. And, like the more you fight them and the worse... They do in they're, the earlier rounds. The more deadly they are, they're Rocky the Balboas. Rounds. Yeah, they're Rocky Balboas. Yeah. The second fight with Conor McGregor, if it goes another thirty seconds, Nate Diaz wins. Yeah, he could have won that. 
I've, when it I ended. think that there's a shelf life to that for sure. Like at some God, point, that's what I'm saying. At some point, it's gonna be too late. That's what I'm but saying. I can't. I have to always. I do like Mouse Vidal too, though. Root for the Diaz's. But yeah, I'm all, all with Diaz. But Mouse Vidal's East Coast though. It's a rough one. I don't know. The West Coast fruity sometimes. You know, feminine. Yeah, Diaz but not Diaz feminine. though. Not Diaz. He's not. That's feminine. West Coast is feminine. There you go. <laughs> the West Coast sunshine, palm trees. Ocean Pacific shorts, tank tops, pink shirts, Hawaiian shirts, Dude, remember skateboarding, OP, surfing, OP shorts, longboarding, walking dogs on the sand, playing fetch, playing frisbee, sitting on a towel on the beach. All feminine stuff, all of it. Toughen up, fruits. Cody says, I would like to know what you guys think of the state of hardcore music today. And where you see it going, especially with younger bands burning their torches bright and putting in the work. So Cody is our friend. He sings for a band called Gloves Off. Very oh, good okay, band. That Cody, okay. And um, He's a good kid, that kid. The state of hardcore music today and it's where Pennsylvania. I see it going. That's the state. Oh, that. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I think it's it's doing good. As long as people are calling themselves hardcore bands, it's, it's doing good. They want us. They're spreading the word of the underground. So it sounds different these days. It's he- a lot heavier. Well, it depends. Is Turnstile a lot heavier? No, Turnstile's Angel not. Dust There's bands like uh, like uh, what's the uh, the Living Laser? The the new um, his new band, um, Mind Force. Yeah, like, that's not that's no. not like a heavy band. So yeah, there's def- there's definitely <laughs> stuff out there but that has like. It seems like the very successful stuff. The yeah, hype I stuff. Can't say that because Turnstile's killing it. You know, Turnstile kills it, and Knock Loose kills it, and it's two totally different spectrums of the hardcore scene. They both call themselves hardcore. They both, as far Sound. as I know, and if they stop calling themselves hardcore, we're going to come and get them, That's and it. we're going to pull their card gonna call and say, "Listen, Scarlet you H. stopped calling yourself hardcore. Now you can't do it again in the future. All right, no coming back from this. So when you start going on the decline, and you want to come back and play, oh no, we're hardcore. You took today. No, get out. We saw what you did. But I don't think they'll do that. I, I think don't think so. I knock loose. They they get on good bills. They play hard. Turnstile kills it. Angel Dust was just on a tour with Rancid. Suicidal. Pennywise killing it. That's great. We're gonna have a future collaboration with the singer of uh, of uh, turn of uh, Angel Dust. Yeah, man. Just writing collaboration, you know. Because he's he's a musician. He likes to write music. He likes to play music. We like to do that too. He likes to experiment. We like to experiment. So it's pretty diverse. And I I'd say. Popping in my head, those are like the two most successful bands at the moment. But let's not forget, they also put the work in because mm-hmm. there might be doper bands that just play twice a month and they're younger and they're, you know they don't get out of the basement too often. And there's a lot because you a see a lot of good music. Yeah, because you see some bands. You're oh, like, man. yo, yo, you know who's dope that has to get props? Who? Incendiary. 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 <laughs> I can never say that. The worst thing about them is their name. Otherwise, they're. I don't think it's hard to say. Incendiary. Incendiary. <laughs> Incendiary. 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 <laughs> I don't know why, but you know who I'm talking about. Incendiary is the shit, man. That's what I'm saying. That they're band fucking good, dude. Is dope, and that's a hardcore band. Yeah, dope. Yeah, King Nine. From I guess same yeah. area, Long Island, dope, and more hardcore. But then yeah, there's the more metal influence. But like Code Orange, who crushed everything. You know now they're I think they're working on some new stuff. The state of I listen. I'm gonna talk to Cody right now, direct. Do it. 
Gloves Off, dope ass band. I thought I was going to see him work harder. I thought I was going to see him get out there because when I just said some of the best bands people don't know about because they don't they don't put the work in. I know it's hard. It's hard to put the work in. But Gloves Off was that kind of band. I said that could be the next Knock Loose. That could be the next Code Orange. That could be. But you got to really bust your ass. And if you just don't want some people are content with just like, yo, I'm going to kill a couple shows, have fun, get with my homies once in a while, and that's cool. And some people, if you want to do it, of course, you got to have a good band, but you also got to play, 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 jump on tours. Within two years, you're going to be, you're going to see the difference. First two years might be whack. It's hard, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. But if you got a good band, you could kick in quick, man. I was talking about the, uh, the beginning of Wisdom and Chains, like for like the you know, the, the what I consider the beginning of Wisdom and Chains was two thousand five ish, when we got together with Tony Meltdown and Big Show and Shannon. Well, that was like the Die Young lineup. Yeah, like yeah. the Die Young lineup. Well, we became a real band. Yeah, yeah. When we first started playing shows, nobody knew what the fuck to do mm-hmm. for a while. Nobody knew what to do. Well, at the time, and we didn't know yeah. what to tell them to do. We were just like, because uh, at the time, every band sounded like Hatebreed. Stuff was more heavy, definitely. Or it was turning into that that uh, that metal, um, super technical metal yeah. kind of hardcore, you know? Yeah. We were definitely oddball. We're still oddball. And we always stood out as like, uh, like you, people would just stand there and not know what to do. And... And then eventually you just keep playing and playing and playing. And what you don't realize that you're doing, the thing that you don't see happening is that you're finding an audience when you play these shows that nobody's moving at. If you play your best and you're doing it consistently, you're going to find your audience. They're, you're, you're pulling one person, two people, five people here, 15 people here. And then one day before you know it, you play a show and you're like, holy shit. Oh man, they were singing along. What happened? That's crazy. I remember the first time we had a sing along was in Nanacoke. We played a show in the basement of this pizza place. It was I was maybe the first time they ever had a show there. And uh we had played a bunch of shows already and got really weird audience reactions, but you we only we didn't have a ton of songs at the time. We had just put out like a little EP uh that we burned ourselves. And um we played this show in Nanacoke and all, and it was a giant sing-along from beginning to end. Yeah. And it was the first time we ever had a any reaction. It was not even like we had like a decent reaction. It was like we had nothing for the first many months of playing. And then all of a sudden, the audience was the, the people that we had been kind of cultivating were all at one show together to see us. And that made a big difference. But if we didn't, yeah, if we didn't do that preliminary work, it, you know, we never would have yeah. got to that point. Because if people just see you once in a while, they're like, oh, yeah, that band, yeah, they're pretty dope. But when you burn, or at least they're seeing you, like they're, especially with the internet, they're seeing you, oh, those guys are on the West Coast now. Oh, they're in Canada now. Oh, they're in Europe now. When are they coming to Kentucky, though? Yeah. Oh, now they're coming to Kentucky. Boom. But then if you don't do nothing, they don't hear from you, you're not releasing stuff, you're not doing something, people forget quick because there's so many bands, man. And there's a lot of good bands. Yeah. Postal. Postal just put out a new song on uh, Ruction. Postal's another one. If Postal was like just on the road, 
So they kick in hard. People would love that shit. Yeah. But you know, they're doing it like at their own convenience, at their own. They fun. just released a song on Ruction called Obvious Asshole. I think they just released it, unless I yeah, just saw it. Yeah, it's pretty new, yeah. Uh, it's it was a really cool song. His voice is dope, right? His voice is dope. The, the music is really cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good bands out there. If you, know you, if, if you guys listening have never heard Gloves Off or Postal, they yeah. both have fast break releases, don't they? Yeah, but not the new one for uh, Postal. The new one is Ruction. Uh, yeah, because it's a split with, I think, an English band. Nice. So, but go check out. Uh, iTunes has both of them. Go I, on iTunes, out. go go uh, pay for it and download and that shit. Stop being a cheap fuck, you rat. They both have really good releases, and it would be cool if maybe they got some interest. Maybe they would get out some more if the people, uh, you know, we can help them spread the word too right here. We could do it. Of course. Do some work for our friends. And lo- Yo, who who's, do we say has a birthday today? Our friend Zach Barone. And what's up? Well, he got his own band. Carried by Six. Carried by Six. A bunch of our friends are in that. Yeah. So, Members of Mushmouth. Mahmood. So it's connected to us. Members of Lifeless. Uh, so, yeah, good question, Yo, Cody. You know what band's dope? Tell Cody about, uh, oh, he Cody knows, but tell the people about uh, Taddeo's band. Taddeo. Oh, yeah, Scowbrow. Scowbrow. Yo, Scowbrow. It's hard to say it. Not as hard as ordinary. Scowl like a frowny face, you know. Scowl, uh-huh. brow, S C O W L, like a brow, like your eyebrow. Scowl, brow. really cool, really cool band. Sort of like it's like like grimy Weezer. Sort of. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like it's got like a real grimy mood to it i love the song the short fuse guy's got a really cool voice almost like the kurt cobainish kind of voice. yeah got a little kurt cobainish yeah, going he's good on. really good cool band. really cool man check that out bushido code. From, bushido uh, code bushido code yeah totally different than scowbrow more metal influence thrash type type of band guitar licks Damn, we got talented interesting friends, stuff talented friends christopher this weekend we're playing yes with- we do Perhaps the greatest New York hardcore band of all time, Madball. Two shows. Two shows. Filling Sat- in. Friday, Saturday. Doing our best to fill in for the Cro-Mags who could not play because John Joseph has an injury. So we're going to do our best to. Cro-Mags. Cro-Mags. Just Cro-Mags. Cro-Mags. John our favorite. Joseph. The, the true lineup. Yeah. I mean, you got. The truest. Listen. The one that people want to see. I'm an Age of Quarrels guy. I, I'll be honest. Nothing after that really kind of sat with me. The song's way too long. You know what I mean? Age of Quarrels, dope. The guy that sang on it, I want to hear his voice. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear someone, somebody else singing Age of Quarrel. And another big part of Age of Quarrel, why it was so cool, was the drumming. Okay, so put the drummer on there, too, with the singer. All right, now add... One of the greatest bass players in hardcore history, with it, with one of the greatest resumes, Craig from Sick of It All, who was an agnostic front, youth of today, New York City mayhem, straight ahead. He's on bass. How could you go wrong? Then you put the guy, AJ from Leeway on guitar, who's a killer guitar player, and Leeway was known as guitar licks for that band. How could you go wrong with that lineup? That's the lineup. The other lineup is like, Air and wind and bragging and you know, I don't want to. You know I mean, I want to see a band. I want to hear the songs I love. I don't want to hear a guy tell me how he's the most important key figure in American history. If I want that, I'll turn on Fox and watch Donald Trump talking to us. All right. 
The real Chro Mags. New York Hard Caps. What up, man? Yo, throw some hats for the tour so we can rap. Yeah. So this is our buddy Khalil. Khalil says, uh, does anyone speak any other languages other than English? Uh, Chris, some Greek or like some Italian? A little Greek. And, you know, I could read. I was At one point, I was able to read it much better. And I also was able to read Latin pretty well. You could read Greek, yeah? I, Latin. Yeah, an, With their letters ar- and everything? Ar- archaic, uh, not archaic Greek, uh, like Hellenistic Greek, Koine, yeah, like New Testament Greek. A Greek that the Greeks don't even speak anymore. Yeah, essentially. Like, yeah, I had to, <laughs> you know, but uh, I haven't messed with any of that shit in like if you talk, if you spoke that in Greece, they'd be like, "What?" They would say, "What's this guy saying?" Yeah, they just laugh at you. They say, "Who is this fucking guy?" I don't. I I dabbled in a bunch of languages, but I don't really. I, I definitely don't speak any other languages. But if I'm in certain places, I can get the gist of conversations sometimes. Um, Germany, France, and Italy mainly. I can get the gist of conversations, mm. but I can never like reply. In you know fluently in that language, but I could pick out enough words that I could kind of like you know to piece, piecemeal my way through conversations. I know the language of love. How you doing, baby? There you go. That's the language in you itself. That's all you need. You man. look so beautiful today, baby. How you doing? And I know Italian kifatikista kwa statajit, and I know Bushman. See, comes in handy. The click language. There you go. Hardcore you ever, see, you ever see the, the Gods Must Be Crazy? Yeah, great movie. <laughs> That's how they talk, right? <laughs> uh, Hardcore Pick Collector says, when are you guys back in the UK? And we have an answer for you, my friend. That's right. January, we'll be back on the Persistence Tour with Gorilla Biscuits, Agnostic Front, H2O, Street Dogs, uh, Billy Bio, Cutthroat, and, and one more one more that I can't remember right now but it's a it's a uh, younger European band I believe I can't remember the name shit hold on a second Let yeah me. that's actually the last day of the tour so it's probably Sunday yeah At the O2 Arena O2 Arena damn that's crazy I can't believe we're playing there why it's a cool place it's just like a big place O2 son the H O2 Arena for that date. There you <laughs> go. Tricky. I just saw H2O the other night in Philly. How was that? It was How really was good. it, Richie? It was really good, man. It's so cool. I forgot like a lot of their songs, like so many classic tracks. My friend, look out for me and my family. Okay. This means war is the, the last band. Gorilla Biscuits at Nazi Front. H2L, Street Dogs, Wisdom and Chains, Billy Bio, Cutthroat from Los Angeles, and this means war. Cutthroat from Los Angeles? Yeah. Are they like Cholo? I'm going to say, yo, you guys from LA, what part, man? <laughs> why you stepping like, why you rapping like that, man? You gang bang. They love me, the LA people, you know what I'm saying? They know what's up. Shout so, out to uh, Wes Watson. Yeah, we'll be back, Hardcore Pick Collector. Come out and say what's up. Jordan, what up, Jordan? Jordan, shout Beatles. out to Terror. Oh, Jordan, from yeah, Terror. Jordan, my boy. He's in love. This son. is the life we've chosen. He's in love. That Jordan, son. He's in love. He's is all Jordan over the in world. Love? He's all over the world with his baby. Yeah. He's jet skiing. Oh, he's parasailing. 
Happy for you, He's Jordan. hiking in caves. He's sleeping on hammocks. Spelunking. That's great, man. Doing everything. Camunking. He says, wisdom and chains are all stranded on a deserted island. Mm-hmm. Deserted island. Who is the last man standing? Oh, come on. Obviously, it's me. What? Son, I'm killing you Dude, first. I'm killing everybody. I'm eating you. This is my tactic. Okay? Killing you and eating you. Do you know you. my tactic? When everything is still good and people are still calm. And, and you're like, guys, we need a plan. No, stab, stab. No, 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 not everybody. <laughs> there's still hope. There's still like hope. We're hopeful. I take out Joe in his sleep, cut his throat. And then you wake up in the, the morning. Next day, you're like, Chris, these, what'd you do? No, these guys all fall in line. They just fall. They know. They know I did it. They know their boss is gone. I'm the guy now. <laughs> They're scared to death. They fall in line. Yes, sir. No, sir. Chris, build me a hut. Evan, make me a hamburger. Luke, massage my feet. <laughs> And that's it. Oh my God. And I reward them with a little meat off Joe every now and then. Cut a little bicep. Boom. Here, Chris. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. I'm the last what one kind alive. Of Anywhere I freaking go. Vision. If I had to eat. All right. I'm going to pick the tastiest cut. No, so, Luke, my friends. Luke wrote this. On Richie, I would start with the neck. Oh, you mean on. Okay. Yeah. I would start with your neck muscles. You How did this devolve into cannibalism? Tasty neck muscles. Chris. I would obviously eat the brain. To get smarter. The most tenderest, yeah. well-developed brain. And you'd be like smarter the next day. Yeah. Like when Chris sleeps, we see his head actually pulsating. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm hooked up to the, uh, the local outlet. Yeah. Uh, He's really let smart. Let me think here. On Evan, I would eat his, uh, yeah. damn, maybe like his shoulders. He's got like good shoulders. I'd be nervous to eat anything on Evan. I would eat Evan's show. He's probably got healthy meat. Yeah, so he might be like something like you start twitching like the next day, bird headed like him, like bird headed, <laughs> all nervous. Oh, I would eat the head. Yeah, I would eat his bird head. On hmm. um, Luke, the belly. Hmm. Yeah, I would go for that tender belly. That Yo, tripe. Make, what do they call like the ends? The burnt ends. Burnt ends, tripe. Like, like it's burnt ends. Like it's some kind of pork product. The barbecue. Like it's like just yo yeah on Luke I would go with the ribs especially like the back meat ribs oh yeah yeah like the baby back a ribs tenderloin you yeah. ever see a picture of him playing drums from the back <laughs> yeah he's wow. got a big back I yeah. would eat Luke's back first yeah but yeah. first the last and on me I would recommend you start with the calves because I have nice calves I think that that would be the too tastiest. muscly though no I think they're they're good man I yeah. think you would, because muscle's it. not good to eat right. Yeah, there is a good eat. Yeah, that's oh, what you right. want to eat. The muscle. You're not fat. I thought. Yeah, my but my calves are nice, man. My okay. calves are lean. It's gonna be good. It's gonna, you could you could slice it up like deli meat. All right, so Krista, I rewarded you with a calf. Thanks, Richie. But Thank everybody you. will fall in line after I take Joe out. <laughs> I might go into hiding then. If you we're know, on a deserted island, we I'm could also try. Oh, the first thing I do is go on my own. That's I mean, without the who's last in. The first thing I go on my own because. Forget it. Forget it. These guys, I mean, Evan or Chris are going out first. I mean, if we don't kill each other, Evan and Chris are just going to concede. They're just going to die. They're going to accept death immediately. Like (laughs) We're stranded two and a half hours. They're on their back. Or Luke will kill one of them. Luke will have about three days, and then he'll probably kill himself. See, I don't – this is is where my major flaw in in this would be that I know – I would be trying hard to like come up with a plan 
and like unite everybody and be like a team, you know? I, I really feel find a that that's spot. what I would try yeah, to do. Yeah. And I think that nobody would, I think everybody would kind of have their own version of it and it would, everybody's would conflict with everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everybody's I would go, version would conflict. My own. I, yeah. I set up a little nest, chill, just accept it, eat a coconut, whatever, play drums. I grab some rocks. I'd wrap around myself and just walk right into the ocean. I know you would. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> oh, getting it out podcast. Our buddy Dan Crayley says, is a conjoined twin one or two things? What, what's that? Like a Siamese twin? Yeah. So it connected? Yeah. Is it one it depends. or two things? Depends. Because, man, there's if people connected in the weirdest ways. If it got more than one head, it's two things. If it got only one head, it's one thing. A lot of times they have one head that they're connected at the head. That then, if it's like two heads, like boom, it's two things. But I think they, like, I think they like almost always have two, like a neck, like this. It's one thing, dude. I saw one. Oh, it's such a terrible thing. Like just being born like that. Uh, must you know be what I'm awful. saying? Am I right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I, I I got the vibe with it, man. Like I, two heads means like okay, which one am I? There talking was these to? uh these little. I mean, they they tried to. I think they separated them, or they tried to separate them, but they were joined at the skull, facing away from each other. So if they're both laying on their back, the t- the tips of their head are touching, and it was like melded together like that. Mm. So they had like wow. one. Yeah, I, I think so they did it though. I think they did it. Walk. That's never gonna happen. You're never gonna walk anywhere. Yeah. You're never gonna be able to like. See, really see your brother, or you know what I mean? Unless I think it was a two mirror. boys. Like, I guess you'd have to like put a mirror on the floor, a mirror above them oh. or below them. Yeah, it's terrible, man. Does that still happen? Yeah, it happens a lot. I thought it was like a thing in old because I never told anybody, but me and my <laughs> me and my brother were originally when I was born joined at the Wiener, but my parents couldn't afford a house big enough, so they had to uh, cut the middle. And Damn. <laughs> crazy times. <laughs> Crazy times. Chris Getty, the house big enough? I like, got it. I got I'm it. on one side. He's on the other too. All right, whatever. Hey, yeah, yeah. Man, that's a good one, Dan. I mean, what? What? what should, I gave you my answer. What's your answer? I guess I think it's one. But it's what if one. they got two heads? But it's a solid thing. But which one are you looking at? What head? It's one. This is one being. Is what I'm saying. It's one being that has, like. Some things have four legs or six yeah. legs, you yeah. know, like, and it's still one, like oh. this thing has two heads. Yeah. It's one thing with two heads. That thing is two to me then, you know? Like they have two separate minds, two separate it's, wills. Yeah. But they're cursed to be in one I, body. I got that, but I would treat them like two. I'd be like, Yo, what do you want to do? You want to stick around here? Or you want to go with me? Who wants to go? Uh, who's coming? Who's <laughs> be rough. That might be a, a decision that they can Listen, if you don't want to go. You know, Max, if you don't want to go, you stay here. Tony, you want to come with me? One of the greatest movies ever made by the, I think it's the Farrelly Brothers, is Stuck on You, Matt Damon, and uh, 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 what's that other dude? Uh, Fuck. The guy who used to host Talk Soup and then he became like an Oscar-winning actor. Huh, I don't know. Oh, damn it, I gotta look this up. It's an incredible movie. It's, it's a about comedy. That? It's a comedy and it's really funny, but it's really smart. So Chris, what do you think? One or two? Uh, Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear. I know it, that name. it depends. Like if you have You go with the head rule? I go with the head rule. 
Like, you know, if they're able Then there are always two things because they always have two heads. Nah, sometimes, sometimes there's two bodies. One bodies. head. And like it's two necks coming out. and <sighs> like, like a spider. Yeah, like a weird spider creature. You know, listen, this is not racist, but I noticed that a lot of that kind of stuff happens in India with Indian people. Yeah. Why is any kind of like this? Like, There's a lot of weird shows on Netflix about like the man born with no face or the man born place with like the that, right? 40 pound scrotum or whatever. Yeah. It's always India. Yeah. 40 pounds of scrotum. What the fuck is going on over there? Hey, I don't know. Remind me know what to go is to it India. A birth defect or is it a. Uh, Something in the food or the water? Or? I like Indian food. I hope not. I don't know. All right. So, I don't know, Dan. We're all... Uh, the jury's out. Yeah. We're a split decision on that. <laughs> Don Crawl won. Yeah, nice. That was good. <laughs> I got to laugh just to get a fucking acknowledgement over here at my own jokes. <laughs> Chris, try to edit some laughing in for me, will you? I'm dying I'll laugh over. track. Okay, I'm not going to... That was uh, we got one from a guy that, and uh, it's not really a question. Question. You're not gonna so, read it. No. Nah. He's insulting. No, nah, it's just not really a good question, so I'm not gonna read it. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Sucker, you fruit. Sorry, guy. Dick. Question for a podcast: Is All Out War the most consistent ass beater of a band? Who else puts out pulverizing music over and over? The answer to the first question. Oh, you're answering it too? Come on, dude. Zelo E C F U. You got to ask us. You can't answer your own questions. Why would he? Was his answer yes? He said yes. Oh, but yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the of heavy hardcore. They're one of the best ever heavy hardcore bands. I love that band. I love all that war. Uh, I don't want it. It'll Plug it to the wall. Yeah, oh, you got to read it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just to... Jam up the joint. Sorry. Is it? Is it off? Um. I got no outlets over here, man. Is it off the... Uh... Yeah, the Instagram. All right, let me I'll open it up. Instagram. Joe's charging his phone like Moses Malone. Let's see. Let me go to the Instagram page. All access. <laughs> let me get past all these letters from girls saying, oh, my gosh, Rich, so cool. <laughs> Listen, don't say that. I mean, we know it's true, but you know what I mean? Come on. I don't know. What am I seeing? Oh, here's some. Okay. All right. Uh, Stabmaster Arson, did you read his yet? Question for the podcast. If you guys could go back in time and be part of any band in their heyday, which band and period mm. of time would it be? Never matter. Let's go. I had to wake him up. He looked like uh, <laughs> I have to be part of. Hmm. Let's help him. Wow. Jeez. I mean, imagine Led Zeppelin on a tour. That's probably some good time. That's some crazy. But would you like that or would you hate know, it? No, Chris. That Your personality sound like you. is not good that for Led Zeppelin. That doesn't sound like you. Chris. I know, but it just to be like, to write, you know, being in a band and write music like that in the 70s, yeah, wear some bell bottoms and shit. That's to like, be corrupted, though? That's like 10% of their time. The other 90% is drugs and women and partying. I know you would uh, like the bell bottoms part. I like the bell bottoms part. <laughs> I know you'd be into that part, but the rest of it, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little. That might be a little bit much for me. Yeah, you give you a heart attack. Led Zeppelin, man, him and Led Zeppelin. My God, he we party too hard for him, and we just go to sleep at nine o'clock. I would love to be a part of like a like a Motown kind of a thing. Anybody in particular? 
I don't know. Like I feel like I want to. I want to try to sing on a Motown track from the '60s. You know what I mean? Like if, when they, the Funk Brothers were putting out these dope songs and people were just singing on them. I want to try to like make a hit myself. I want to be the star. Hmm. I want to be Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Go get me a fork, little I'll Joey Wonder. Just start. I'll poke you right in the eyeball. I'm going Black Sabbath. I want to be in the earliest form of Black Sabbath up until Ozzy left. That would be good. Good time for music. They saw a lot of big things, but they saw it in a different perspective because there wasn't any band like that really at the time. And I wonder how they were looked at like when it just first started. Man, I saw a lot of confusion checking out. Oh, yeah, I think so. I saw a really cool video of them doing some maybe like a fair like a county fair or something and a stage you know that people back then didn't quite understand the the size that a stage should be so they would make it like 15 feet tall and yeah. have like these <laughs> ridiculous and then you know they have playing these tiny little amplifiers that just looks silly but black sab is playing on this insanely humongous stage to people that just look like they were there to do like hippie shit, you know. I'd love to see that. And Black Sabbath had to look sort of like hippies, but yeah, like evil hippies, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good way to put it, right? Yeah, yeah. That was an ugly time for stuff. Right? Clothes were weird, man. I mean, women look good. Yeah, women and men had the same haircut back then. Yeah, the women look good. The men look pretty shitty. Okay, another question. So Led Zeppelin, Motown, Black Sabbath. Thank you very much. Davy Hooligan says, without being too invasive, is is Majo's health improving? Saw you guys in Philly at this is hardcore and sounded phenomenal. Hoping you're on the mend and doing better. Oh, thanks, Davy. Well, my health is improving. Some of it is stagnant, and I don't know if it'll ever come back to the where it was, but I feel fantastic. I'm munching on some salad as we speak that Richie Very provided. Healthy. No, no, that's, that's from Chris. Is oh, our, really? That's oh, from Anne-Marie's Kitchen. Sorry. This is Anne-Marie's Italian cookery. Yeah, those tomatoes are incredible. Yeah. They're beautiful. Even the color of those tomatoes. Oh, come on. Oh, no, this lettuce is so good. Oh. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Davey. I, th- I don't know. We'll see what happens in the future, but I feel great, and... We're going to go on tour again, and we're going to do it again. Did anyone that we know try to help you with your health a little bit? Any tips or yeah, guidance? Yeah, man, John Joseph. Oh, shit. He gave me a, uh, me a, a verbal beatdown one morning. He said, drink water and eat sand, and you're going to feel great. Mm-hmm. Water and sand, regimen. All right, let's go on. Thank you for your uh Thanks interest, for the concern, Davey. man. Okay. From and Zaguri from the Bronx. What up? Lou, Lou, Louis. One, hush puppies or biscuit? Mm, biscuit. Now, what do you mean biscuit? Like biscuit, like a like a like a Popeyes biscuit. Yeah. And what's a hush puppy? Hush puppy has like potato in it, I believe. Okay, I'll go biscuit. I'm going biscuit all maybe, the way. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't recall. Butter milk biscuit. Oh, that's, I like that's the like your traditional. That. Oh, like Down South, South American okay, he's from England, so I'm biscuit. thinking some dry-ass, no-flavor biscuit. Yeah, no, I think he's saying, like, American. what's a better, oh, okay. like a hush puppy or a biscuit. I'm saying biscuit all the yeah, way. Buttermilk yeah. biscuit is untouchable. Like the kind that your grandmother used to make? Yeah. Yeah, buttermilk biscuit, baby. Man. 
Okay, sorry, sorry. What do you say, Chris? Husk puppy or biscuit? Biscuit, man. All right, unified biscuit. He has another question. Who will win the Democratic nomination? He personally hopes it's Bernie. Wow. Listen, Lewis, I analyzed this, and you know that uh, we are great political pundits here. What does a pundit mean, by the way, Chris? Is that like an analyst? Yeah, political pundit. Then I'm right. We are great political pundits. In the Democratic primary, I think the only person who can beat Trump is Bernie Sanders. But I don't think he'll make it there because he's not a true Democrat. Democrats, traditional Democrats like Joe Biden, like Hillary Clinton, those types, like Kamala Harris, their interests are more in line with Donald Trump's interests than Bernie Sanders. They don't want anything to do with Bernie Sanders' policy. I don't think Elizabeth Warren has a shot because she's a woman. I don't think America's ready for that, especially in this current climate. Cory Booker, he turned out to be kind of a sellout. If he gets one-on-one with Trump, he could kind of school him and look good, but he has too much of the black preacher vibe, and that will turn people off, especially in this climate. you got to be smart. Obama was very smart. He did the, folks, these folks out here, these folks. You know what I mean? He, he did what he had to do, but he got in there. And now times are different. But I think Bernie could beat him, but I don't think Bernie will get in there. I think it's going to be... An oddball. It's going to be. Don't you think that Tulsi Gabbard, I would vote given for the right conditions, could do very well against Donald Trump? I think that she can do better than Elizabeth Warren because she is more masculine. She's got. She's a vet. She's a vet, and she's lacks emotion when she speaks. People don't. If they see a woman getting emotional when they speak, they're like, oh. God, if they see a man getting emotional, like, see, he's got a It's a double standard, but mm-hmm. it is. Tulsi is very robotic. Tulsi's a forward. soldier. She's like she a, is she, a soldier. She talks like a soldier. And she, she could probably like beat the shit out of Trump and most of the people on the stage. But I think the Democrats are going to lose. I, I, if, if Bernie gets there, I think he could win. But people will definitely try to sabotage Bernie. They already are. He's beating people in polls, and they don't even mention the guy. It's, it's all the same stuff. Chris, you are... A traditional Democrat. Yeah. This is a good question for you. Who do you think will win the Democratic nomination? I think that uh, who I'd like to see, Bernie Sanders. Now, who do you think will? I think it's going to be, uh, as you get closer, I think you're going to see injections of big business, corporate PAC money flooding in. And I think you're going to have it. I think it'll be Biden. Do you think? I think that what's going on right now is going to destroy Biden. I think he's going to be out of this race in a couple weeks. You think so? Yeah. A lot of dirt's going to come out, and he can't handle the dirt like Trump can handle the dirt. Yeah. Well, that's possible. And Democrats will call him out. Bill Bill Maher will be on TV making fun we, of we'll Joe Biden. We'll go right after him. Yeah, I mean, and, listen, if it does come out and it, are, it is substantiated, yo, then he, he should bow out. Yeah, I think he might. Who the fuck needs that disaster, another disaster like that, you know, coming in? Yeah. Like, where you could be a potential so for compromise. You, if he doesn't leave, though, you foresee Biden. If he doesn't, if he doesn't bow out, if this doesn't take him out. Yeah. I, th- I foresee that they're going to, you know, corporate packs they want and, you know, big investors, they want that stability. They don't want okay. they don't want large structural now, change. Let me ask you this. If it turns into Trump versus Biden, do you vote for Biden? In between Trump and Biden, I vote for Biden. Okay. 
Joe, do you have any uh, idea on this? You're a little less political than we are, but yeah, I don't really. I I, I really want to vote for Tulsa Gabbard. I feel like she has. I would love to see her debate Trump because I'd like to see to her me, go against anybody. To me, she has like a little bit of kryptonite for him. Yeah, because she's all the things that he would traditionally say that would hurt a woman wouldn't hurt her. Yeah. And she's a soldier, a vet. Yeah. That's huge. He's yeah. not. He's yeah. a big fucking pussy. Yeah. She's a vet. And that would there's the the thing you're really looking for is what can flip the undecided voters. And that's something that could flip undecided if voters. If they get familiar with her, they will like her. Yeah. I just don't see her getting that far. I don't know if she'll get that far, man, but I really that's what that's what I hope. That's I do my, like that's Andrew Yang too. I like that guy. Yeah, he's cool. He's very smart. Thank you very much, Lewis. And he also said, greetings from London and happy birthday to Zach Barone. Wow. What a Is good, that our Lewis? Yeah, what a guy. What up, Lewis? The guys from London are just so kind. And I love their podcasts when I... Everyone but us podcasts. I, when I hear their voices, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I love these dudes, man. I can't wait to chill with these I listened dudes. to them uh, interview t- Brian Harris recently. That was good. It was really cool. And yeah. go check out that new Death Before Dishonor. Yo, the video's dope. It's, they just song. put out a new video today. It's fucking dope. All right, here's another question. This is Peter NMC. What's your most memorable event whilst being on tour in Europe? Mm. Whilst. Whilst. Mm. That's on a, tour in Europe? This guy, Peter, he's a smart fucking guy, just by the way he wrote that. Because he said so. whilst. That's like a technique. He must be a doctor or something. I right? think I've said this one before, but... One of my favorite memories was Tells Bells last year. Oh, you like the sunset? Yeah, just playing at that time of day and having a really good set at while the sun was going down, and we had like a fun afternoon. Like we remember, we were like walking down by the river and shit, mm-hmm. and like walked all over the town together as a band, as a unit, which we don't do much. We don't do that much. Everybody turns against me. Not that day. We were all united. Kevin was with us. Bert was with us. Except Evan. He wasn't there. Oh, that's right. Damn, Evan was there. We haven't been to Europe together in a long time. That's right, because the time before that, we didn't have Chris. Yeah, dude. Damn, that's right. And this time, I think Luke's going to have diarrhea. <laughs> it might be with somebody else. But I, that was one of my favorite memories. That was, was fun. Tells Bells. What's that uh, museum in Paris? Was I there with you, Chris? The Louvre? Went to the Louvre, yeah. I like that. I, whenever that was, a long time ago. Now, oh, that was... You know, Almost ten years ago. That was really dope. Long time ago. I think one of my favorite memories on tour was when we were in Greece that one time, and uh, Joe and Luke were picking the bitter oranges. <laughs> we yeah, were just wandering good. around uh, in the placa and old we part had a of good Athens time in and stuff. Athens, that was man. fun. That was. Great, you know where man. else we had a good time? Athens. We had a great time because we had a beautiful meal, and there was great things to see, and it was the last show of the tour. It was like an extra thing, but was it? Croatia? Slovenia. Slovenia. Oh, Slovenia, yeah. When the man really looked out for us. He yeah, took Luca. Us to, yeah, Luca, man. Luca, Luca, I mean, went above and beyond. He took us to that restaurant down below. Oh, it was delicious. The food was we incredible. We played this, like, really little, dark-ass, concrete, stone, underground club that was a jazz place back in the day, right? Did mm-hmm. some famous jazz dudes play there or something? That was a nice memory, too. You know, we're very lucky that we could do this, guys. I'll tell you. Very lucky. So next time you guys got a fucking attitude about, oh, Chris, I don't want to do this. What's the money like? What am I getting? I say, Chris, you fucking check yourself. 
<laughs> you just be happy. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay, Oak and Crow. Hey, what guitar, including strings, pickup, pickups, chords, pedals, etc., does Chris and Richie use? And do you need any coffee? Thanks, Jake. That's Jacob, who made uh, he g- g- gave you your hat, your Oak and Crow he hat. He did. Here. It's my favorite hat, man. All right. He uh, he sent some dope coffee. Did I give you a bag of coffee? Oh yeah, it's delicious, it's man. Good, right? Oh yeah. That's on point. Joe, you're a coffee fanatic. You like it? I love coffee, man. Do you like his it. stuff? I love his stuff. Beautiful. He gives me coffee from all, from all over the fucking world, man. Um, I like the name Oak and Crow. Oak and Crow, yeah. I don't. I'm not. Unfortunately, I can't say I'm not familiar with coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I do like that name. Chris, what do you use? Including strings, pickups, chords, pedals. What kind of guitar? I use. Uh, I'll start with strings. I use Ernie Ball uh, ten gauges, regular slinkies. I use a Charvel SoCal. With uh, uh, a Lumitone and a Death Bucker. Ooh, all the guitar nerds just and got it, boners. What kind of what kind of pickup? It's a lace. It's lace. A lace. Oh. So it's a Lumitone and a Death oh, Bucker. Lumitone is the stuff. Okay. Lumitone. And uh, the head is a bias. bias. Bias head. Positive grid. Positive grid. Bias Jesus head. Fucking guy don't even know <laughs> And uh, in front, in front. What do you mean chords? Though he said chords. Chords, uh, you know, what we cannot, you're wireless, Ernie so you don't have to worry. Oh. I use Ernie Ball. Well, yeah, we use Ernie Ball. Ernie, Ernie Ball chords. Oh, you got a lot. He asks for pedals. You got a lot of pedals. I use uh, right out of the signal chain after the tuner, it goes into a Horizon Devices precision drive. Oh. Right into the front of the head. And in the effects loop, I have uh, a Hall of Fame reverb. Wow. Real Hall of Fame. Yeah. It's, it's a TC Electronic. Do you just take it out every time you need it? or It's in there. It just stays in the loop. I mean, do you got to actually go to... Oh, my God, this fucking guy. <laughs> okay. All right, what I use, me and Chris both use Positive Grid Bias Effects heads. Really good. That company looks out for us. Those heads. Me and Chris were talking the other practice. I hooked up my old stuff. I'm just like, geez, I don't know. Like, It's hard, man. Yeah, it's like, it's just, this is just too convenient. So we use those kind of heads. They're 700 watt. What do you call them? Like, what kind of... What do you? Uh, it's it's a it's like a modeling head, I guess. If you had to call okay. it anything, and you know, you have really dope. I use mine as a, a regular head. Plug it in, use the knobs. Chris does like computer stuff with it. He makes a tone on the computer, uploads it to the head. It's incredible. I use uh, Ernie Ball strings. I think like the purple ones. I don't, I don't know what those are. I don't know. I use lace pickups too because they hook us up. But I'm not sure which ones. You use the uh, bear claws, no. I don't know what they're called. Ernie Ball Chords. Ernie Ball, another one that hooks us up. As far as pedals, I use one pedal. I use a uh, Sonic Maximizer, BBE Sonic Maximizer through the effects loop in the back of his head. And and do you need any coffee? That's probably for you, Joe. Yeah, I'll take some coffee. Send away, baby. Jacob, oh, man, you should start putting it in in, uh, K-Cups. Is that possible? Do you have the technology? DM me. K-Cup. Oak and Crawl. Hey, no. you know, uh, we just got a hooked up from um, Dixon Flannels. Oh. I got the shipping notification. Yeah. So we got a oh, nice, man. package of Dixon Flannels coming. And I told them about the tour, and they yeah. sent me a big package. That's great, man. No, ship. I love a flannel. You do love a flannel. Yeah. And these are nicer than those flannels. Oh, yeah, that's you're nice. Gonna, I got a feeling. You're, that. N- you're going to love a Dixon. I like They're that. too thick for him. They're going to be too thick for him. No, Chris. Is, for they Chris, got, Chris they likes something that's like been through the wash 700 times. It's paper thin. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> Dixon Flannel feels 
It looks like a stick, but it feels like it's thin. I know that people love them. Yeah, I honestly never had one, but I want to see them. They're really Super beautiful. Super comfortable, man. Really you know, Michael Day loves them. Uh-huh. And our our homie Bert yeah. from Europe, he gets he gets them delivered all the way out in Europe. He loves them so much. Yeah, so we got hooked up, man. I, I, uh, it's pretty cool, man. They That's awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Wisdom. And we're going to rep that. I'm, you know what? I'm going to wear it with just my boxer shorts, take some pictures, see what happens. You want to mm-hmm. put me up like Marky mm-hmm. Mark on the, uh, the billboard? It's up to you. Uh, Larry the Hunter with the next question. Larry, Pennsylvania he said, boy. what are everybody's musical guilty pleasures, bands or artists you like that are not necessarily heavy or hard? Also... What about bands or artists that the world loves and worships, but you just don't get or understand why they're big at all? First of all, Chris, start off. Guilty pleasure bands. Uh, I like a lot of hair metal. So a guilty, yeah. we would be like Rat. I like Poison. You know, rat. I have to have a guilty pleasure. You know, that's a guilty. Yeah. Rat is dope. I love that dude's voice. Yeah, round great and guitar round. player. You know, great guitar player. Yeah, hair metal is listen. If they make a ballad, there's like 95% chance we're going to love it. Hair metal ballads? Dope. Yeah, they're on point. They're not how to do it. Cinderella ballads? Oh, ballads? yeah, come on. Yeah, I'm going with that, too. Hair metal for the guilty pleasures. Or, not a sit. I don't, you know, I don't really fuck around with anything that's not guitar-related when it comes to music. Joe, what about you? Guilty pleasures? Um, I listen to a lot of jazz. And I want to shout out my friend Adam Nywood. Yeah, that's that's great, man. I played him for Chris. He's like very, very legit, uh, very legit uh, saxophone player. At all, and um, he has a release. He has a few releases on on uh, iTunes, but I'll tell you one of my favorites that I love to drive to mm-hmm. is. Let's see here. It's called "Home with You at Last," mm-hmm. and. Um, Nywood, Adam Nywood, N I E W O O D. So if you're into jazz at all, check it out. He's a really legit saxophone player. And um, it's crazy. His dad was a really famous saxophone player. Oh, Henry Nywood. Passed away in a, a airplane crash. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Really crazy. Tragic like story. But um, so Adam grew up around music and he went to. Uh, What's he play? Guitar? Saxophone. saxophone he plays sax and drums. Okay, but he's really his saxophone is his. He he can speak with that thing, man. He's he's awesome. Nice. Um, I go see him sometimes down in Easton Thursday nights at a uh, Porter's Pub. He does a trio, and um, that he doesn't really make money on that one, but he makes money on the weekends in the city and stuff. He plays really big gigs, but you can just go check him out at Porter's Pub in Easton, Pennsylvania. On Thursday nights, starting at eight o'clock. Easton's a nice little town too. People yeah. like it. Go down. Porter's is really on. cool. Good food. I like uh, spoken word uh, jazz. What is higher? What, what is, is learning? Oh <laughs> what is higher learning? Uh, I wear what one was of, the other part of that question? I wear one of them said. African hats. The next part is also. What about bands or artists that the world loves and worships, but you just don't get or understand why they're big at all? I know Richie's. Yeah, we all know mine. The Beatles, whack, corny, first boy band, goofy haircuts, fucked up teeth, bad voices, semi-decent skills not on instruments, crappy drumming. I don't get it. 
But that's one of mine. I mine would be uh, Grateful Dead. Ooh. Great band name. One of the best band names ever, in my yeah. opinion. But one of the worst bands. Oh my god, torture. Worse than the Beatles. Worse. Hundred times worse. I can't stand torture. Grateful torture. Dead. Torture. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how are they even doing it? Like, how could they? <laughs> they're so and they're so big and just play. they're so fucking big. Oh, and they probably all stink and smell. A bunch of weedhead, drug addict losers. Get out of here, you jerks. Even your ice cream sucks. <laughs> Jerry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. That's, that's like the every time I go to a grocery store, that one is like 100 Cherry Garcias because nobody buys it. We want Chubby Hubby. All right. What, what do you think, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I, I have to go Grateful Dead, man. Like I, it was it's so they were so huge and like such a like a cultural phenomena, and I was just like, eh, horrible. It's good. weird. They had a good like they had good like imagery and they had good like graphic designers or whatever like making their shit. It's the power oh, of yeah. drugs, but <laughs> just no fucking songs. Like deadheads, like it was like, a whole their culture. Songs blow. <laughs> it was like people would follow them around, like yeah. hundreds of people yeah. at a point. Like I just was like I just don't get it. Yo, take remember the old band Crutch. Yeah. The singer Carl. Yeah. There was this mag- t- tattoo magazine we had, and it was this dope-ass skull. And he liked it a lot. He ended up getting a tattoo, and I was like, it was a Grateful Dead skull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Damn, Sucker! Carl. Yo, I just texted Carl this morning. That's crazy. Where? Thank you, Larry. All right, we got two more left. Evening, gents. What new bands have caught your ear lately? This is from... I am the bastard XX. You better be straight edge with them X's on your name. I right, go ahead. I am the bastard. What new bands have caught your ear lately? Chris is like new bands. Uh, just Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Uh, <clears throat> I've been listening to this band called Royal Blood. Mm. It's not a hardcore band. It's kind of like Arctic Monkeys. If you know what that's all about, it's like a. It's like a simple rock band um royal blood's pretty dope i've been listening to uh arcade fire lately oh that's old though it's old yeah but i've been listening to it lately um yeah you know what is a dope fucking song and every time i hear it i get like i go down a a rabbit hole with this dude scam dust corona drug bust that song is called Corona Drug. Yes, I think there's a video for it, right? There is with Freddie in it. Okay, and when you listen to that song, and you and just let the record just play, and you'll go down a rabbit hole with Scam Dust. Like the whole record, or just that song? yeah, the whole record. But just put that song on. Start with that song. Yeah, what do you mean a rabbit hole? Though, what are you talking? Like about? you just like you just keep going. Like it goes. Oh, yeah? deep, you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It's it's good, man. He's like he's got a lot of cool shit, man. He really does. And the album is Corona Drug Bust or just a song? The album is... Give me one second here. Yeah, Corona Drug Bust. Nice. But the song Corona Drug Bust itself is really fucking cool song. Yeah, I haven't heard that in years. So to- good. I just put it on the other day and I was like, damn, this is fucking... This is really good. I have to recheck. Yeah. Even though that's really old too. That's very old. Yeah, that's probably... Uh, so Chris, maybe you can answer. Any new bands call your ear? Uh, I wouldn't say absolutely new, but I like uh, jazz jazz band called alpha mist alpha mist alpha mist sounds like a soft drink and it's uh <laughs> it no delicious. it's good it's it's uh it's it's interesting you know what i'm saying nice 
See, when you say interesting to describe music, it's hard for me to, you know what I mean? Interesting. It's like, I don't want to get tested here. I want to fucking zone out. No, it's, it's it's good. It's good straight up. It's like good jazz, like, you know, nice. contemporary, I would say. I didn't say. know you guys liked contemporary jazz. Contemporary jazz. You know, I didn't know I liked jazz. But my friend was playing at this jazz club, and I went to see him because he's my friend, and I wanted to support him. Yeah. And I just kind of got I always thought I, like, it, it, like, clicked in my head. I'm like, oh, I get it. You nice. follow the bass, boom, boom, and everything boom, else boom, falls boom, into boom, place. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I always figured if I wanted to be a completely successful musician, I'd just play drums in a jazz band, and I would just kill it. So simple and easy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, and for that, for Alphamist, check out the album Antiphone. It's Antifarm? Great. Antiphone. Like Antiphone is spelled oh, okay. Antiphone. It's Antiphone or yeah. farm? What are you saying? Phone. Antiphone. Phone? Phone. <laughs> what not farm. What are you saying? Uh, you'll wait, see, just look wait, wait. Are you saying phone like a telephone? Like an, like voice, like antiphone. Like Anti- P-H-O-N-E. Yeah, P-H-O-N-E. Yeah, okay. P-H-O-N-E. I thought he said farm. I feel like he's messing with us. Like yeah. he keeps saying a T-H <laughs> and then a P-H. Is it back and forth? <laughs> Ask me a question. I'll do Christmas. Antiphone. Ask me a question, though. Hey, what is that word? What's the word of the album? Stop mumbling. Terrible. I'm going to say there's a hardcore band called Inclination. Really dope. Good, oh, yeah? Good tunes. Yeah. They mix everything up. Nice recording. Good guitar work. Good lyrics. Inclination. Inclination. Cool. Another one. Ready? Shoot. Oh, wow. What are your favorite pizza places? Oh, damn. All right. Can I go first? Yeah, man. Tacanelli's in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's really good. Tacanelli's is... I, we belong to a very snobby pizza group. Mm-hmm. We're very particular about uh, the, our flavors. We are the country's prime authorities on Leading pizza. experts. Yeah, I mean... It's, We're the leading no, experts. Yeah. So, Tacanelli's in Philadelphia is... How I would picture like the first pizza when the first pizza of God was like, I've done it. That's mm. what it should fucking taste like. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a historical spot. The oven is wide enough to fit one pizza and it's 20 feet deep. No bullshit. They have a peel, you know, uh, you know, a peel is the um, the big spatula thing they put the the pizza in the long stick it's 20 i I actually thought it was 30 feet it's 20 20 yeah it's 20 feet deep so they they it's actually on like rollers and shit like they can't just like hold it by itself it's it's supported by rollers along the way yeah um google it tacanelli's in philadelphia it is the real tacanelli's though there's another oh is there a perpetrator yeah yeah, there is oh wow the thing is i love tacanelli's love it it's a little bit difficult because you have to order ahead of time. Did you order ahead of time? When I you didn't. There? I got lucky. Now, what did they tell you? I went you? in, yeah. and they, I said, I'd like to order a pizza. And the lady called in the back. She said, how many doughs do we got left? And the, they called out. They said, yeah, we got a couple extras. So they make a certain amount of dough the day before based on how many orders they get. Mm-hmm. They make the, the recipe. And the dough just sits overnight and bubbling up and getting beautiful. Yeah, so they only make enough for as many And for those orders. who think this is a hipster place, it's not. No, it's not. It's not a neighborhood. It sounds like it's something a hipster would do, but they're just like, no, we don't need to do that. So this kind of place, Tacanelli's, every time I've been there, everybody 
local to that area, you call ahead of time and you say, I'm coming tomorrow, 4 o'clock, I want four doughs. That means you want four. They put four doughs ahead. You come tomorrow, Rich Mancuso is my dough, and it's ready. Joe got lucky. That's great. Place is good. I was fucking great. And they have a tomato pie where they just it's just tomatoes on there, and it's like, I don't know where to get these tomatoes from, but they are phenomenal. They're yeah. so delicious. Well, you're going to throw a lot of people off just by saying that the best pizza place you know of, an expert, is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, but... Some people will refuse to believe that. I got a lot of uh, pros who, who got my back on that one. Yeah. A lot of professionals. I professional love Tac- pizza I, In Pennsylvania, that's my favorite pizzeria, Tacanelli's, Philadelphia. I was just last week, I went to a new spot called Wood Street, and I went in there... 10 o'clock at night, we got a fresh pie, me and Luke. It's really good. Crust was incredible. It was in Philadelphia, too. I saw so, a picture of that crust. There's looked, a place in Philly called Bedia or Bedia, something like that. It's supposed to be incredible. Didn't have it yet. But I do love that Amore, <sighs> Amore from Queens. Queens is so. It's, if you, I got it there. Fresh pie, sat. I don't guess if you get a slice, I don't know. I can't tell you how it's gonna be. You're rolling the dice anywhere. You gotta get a pie. I get a fresh pie, sit down, we let it cool for fifty eight, fifty nine seconds, and we start eating. Never a full minute. If you hey, wait a minute, it's horrible. No, it's good. I don't <laughs> now here's what I found at a at a more. Mm-hmm. I ate that first one that burns the roof of your mouth. That that first slice. Yeah. All right. When the it's too second, hot, you don't get the flavor. The second slice, after it had cooled down for a minute or two. Yeah, beautiful. Was outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. And there's just the perfect amount of sauce, perfect amount of cheese. The yeah. seasoning is just And it looks perfect. like a, a pizza that would come out of a movie, a, a 1970s mafia movie that would come out of the oven from the back. Like, yeah. It, it's, it's Queens, that's my favorite place. Bronx, Louie and Ernie's Sausage Pie. That's my favorite place. Manhattan, Williamsburg Pizza is my favorite place. In Brooklyn, Williamsburg Pizza, my favorite place. Manhattan, I'm going to go either Prince Street Pizza or Lombardi's. Good. Both good. Lombardi's is allegedly the first pizza place. That's what they say. They call it the first pizza place ever. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what they they got a plaque. Now, the Italians are saying Neapolitan is the only true pizza mm-hmm. and that they have a whole society over there. And those pizzas are great, Neapolitan pizzas. There's a place that makes Neapolitan pizzas in Chicago called Specca. Wow. My favorite Neapolitan. But I don't like Neapolitan. I, I'll eat it, but like Little Frankie's Neapolitan. But it's always like it's a doughy. It's a doughy kind of style. Mm-hmm. you know. And that's all like Naples that's yeah. every pie you get in Naples is yeah. like doughy. Yeah, and it tastes great, but I like a crunch. Yeah, I like that doughy pizza. Well done. Yeah. Take that same doughy pizza and just cook it. Yeah, a lot of times minutes. the centers, like even a, a good pizza, if it's Neapolitan, the centers just get, they can't take that. And they just get real thin after a while. The very center is just like a soup in the middle. Mm. That doesn't mean it's a bad, but just, you know, you have to let them cook those things, how they cook it. But those are my favorites. There's so many to name. And uh, Chris. Frank Pepe's. 
I've never New been Haven. There. I've never been there. Only I never, I've never been there, but I've heard from some some taste testers that I trust. Well respected that, that the that's the place. Yeah. Now Chris is a Brooklyn born young lad. He's his good half is Italian, his evil half is Greek. So he knows a little bit of Chris, what do you say? I mean, you're not like a food guy like us. You're more like a bird eater, but you do he's enjoy a burger some guy. stuff. Yeah, Chris he, is a burger guy. Oddly enough, he's a burger guy. But yeah, he does like yeah. some pizza. Do you have, because we never really hear him talking about do you have a favorite pizza place? You know, I like Louie and Ernie's, man. There you go. That's one that, that uh, piqued my interest. Louie and Ernie's from the Bronx. You know. When now, I, did you have the plain or sausage? I had sausage. That's sausage. And it's hard to beat. In the plain slice is good, too. Yeah. But it's on point. Sausage, sausage though. Nice. Just a little bit. When it's just a little burnt. The, the, uh, I like the burn. The sauce, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really it's really good. Burn. So baby. there's this place in New Jersey that I got to try out that I've been hearing about. I got some places it's in New Jersey. It's called Log Cabin. The Log Cabin Inn. And they make a sausage pie there that oh, people did say hear about that. is is outstanding. It's right across the. It's in like Portland, like right across the, okay. the river. So we got to go check that out one night and try and critique it. But well, I've heard like outstanding things about this sausage. Like they make the sausage there. It's made from their yeah. their own pigs or whatever in the back or whatever. You know? I heard that place is good. There's a place called Star Tavern. I heard of that one too. Yeah, that's good. Different kind of pizza, bar pizza. Really, yeah. Remember when I took you guys to that place, Corleone's for the tomato pie? Yeah, Corleone's. What was Trenton? That? Trenton, New Jersey. Was Corleone's. Joe with us? Maybe. No, I think he he had a. Oh, okay. that was a different time. We were coming home from the airport toward that time. And I thought it was like after a show or a video shoot at that place in Trenton, but uh, really good Corleone's tomato pie, really good, and then a place called Di Lorenzo's. You know that place? No, I've heard you talk about it, but I've never been there. I've heard you talk about it. I got a bad though. memory. De Lorenzo is also New Jersey. Those are the Jersey spots. So I gave you all the boroughs, PA, New Jersey, top Chicago spot. If you want Chicago style pizza, my favorite, even though I'm not big on that style, but it's really good, Pequods. But my favorite pizza in Chicago is Specca. All over the world, we know where to go. <laughs> Come on. The only people that know more about pizza than us are dead. All right. <laughs> I think that's all the questions I think I that's it. I think that's all right, boys. We I did, get, we I did get, good. I got a roll, fellas. Oh, well, work, work. Yeah. Work. I got but this work was tomorrow. good. Anybody, I hope this comes out before Friday. But Chris we're Possible. Playing, we're playing uh, with... Uh, Madball, Madball, Mad Friday and Saturday at Kingsland Pub in Brooklyn. Yeah, September 26th, 27th, or 27th, 28th. Eh, either one. But uh, so, yeah, so just so you get a reference when we did this. We're doing this on the Wednesday before that, that weekend. So, yeah, hopefully we see some of you there. And uh, I don't know. I guess you won't hear this beforehand. Because so. you could do it. Just throw it up. You don't need to do nothing. Yeah, I think it's good to go, Chris. Chris just hates this. Put it up raw dog. All right, Post America Podcast on Instagram, Post America Podcast at gmail.com. Keep sending your questions, fuckers. keep listening, keep telling your friends about us. Don't you forget to tell them. And we'll keep dominating the podcast airwaves. Peace. Thanks a lot for listening. We really appreciate it. Post America Podcast will always be there for you. Don't forget that. 
tune in next time for more fun with the boys. Until then, get your fucking ass out of here before I give you a smack, motherfucker. Who the fuck you think you in? This is post America. You ain't shit, motherfucker.